are listening to ACPN. Video. This is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the first annual Yellow Brick Awards from the Emerald City Video Podcast. This is where we talk about the best movies that came out this year and we <laughs> got to see. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there's there's a lot of things here. First of all, we are, as we've talked about it several times, from Syracuse, where most yep. of the big like awards bait movies haven't even made it here yet. Mm-hmm. They'll probably get. I mean, uh, you're starting to see some of them come up now that it's the end of the year. You'll probably start to see more between February and March when there's nothing really sexy in theaters. But you know, the Oscars are coming, so let's get these things out so that people can strike them while it's hot. But uh, yeah, so a lot of the things that are uh, front runners and favorites for people's uh, award seasons lists, we just have not seen yet, especially because so many of them have not come out on home video yet or, or you know, video on demand. Yeah. Uh, the other side of that is there are certain things that I know people are going to want on these lists that uh, either we haven't seen or whatever, just because life uh, I, I'm going to come right out and say it at the top of this. I have not seen either of the two Paddington movies. so <laughs> I, I saw half of both of them. <laughs> yeah. So for the inevitable person in the Twitter thread who – there's like a, a Paddington bot that comes in and <laughs> tells you about Paddington 2 if you do an awards show okay. <laughs> without mentioning it. Uh, we are aware that Paddington's a thing that exists and is apparently quite good. I have not seen it. Yes. It uh, what I've seen is quite good, um, but since I saw the back half of the second one and the front half of the first one, huh. yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> one thing I, that I think there's a middle there. <laughs> so there's parts yeah, exactly. that I'm missing. Uh, one thing that I will say I liked was uh, Patrick Willems did a video essay on uh, the idea of a flat arc. And uh, used Paddington 2 as his kind of case in point that your protagonist doesn't always have to have a character arc, that he can have a flat arc, and that the arc is essentially he improves everyone around him. Mm-hmm. I and think that's actually why I, 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 I didn't have too much interest in it. I mean, mm-hmm. other than I've just heard it's good, but it's, right, not, yeah. it's not really my wheelhouse. Um, and, uh, and it was on something um on hbo maybe i don't know um but it was on and uh caught the back uh like it was like i should i should pay attention to this so at least i know something to talk about it and yeah yeah it's it's uh shockingly good (laughs) but uh all those disclaimers out of the way we're going to talk about our favorite movies of the year and uh, uh this is a podcast that nobody listens to so uh the thing that i have said is there is uh Upon demand, a physical award. Uh, you know, it's Emerald City, so we, we went with the yellow bricks. And, and this yellow brick in particular will be a gold spray-painted VHS tape with your movie's uh, name and stuff on it. But uh, you know, essentially, we'll, we'll tweet, we'll tag all these people. If they want one, I'll make one for them. Uh, because what the heck? Uh, there's, there's probably yeah. going to be two people who respond to this and, and actually <laughs> want anything. 
<laughs> it's it's amusing because uh i was just watching for some reason um i was watching the Halle berry acceptance of the razzie award mm-hmm. and a i forgot it was a thing yes, yes. b uh, uh uh like i mean i i had a vague remembrance that she brought her oscar to it which was hilarious because she won for monsters ball that year yeah. and um that same year that Catwoman was out but what i did forget is that how much she trashed everyone in the film <laughs> like there's some respectable actors in that film and she was like everyone around me was terrible and i was terrible like it was yeah, this weird yeah. thing and then she brought one of her cast members out um who like was uh I, I forget her name i think she's in the um that amazon series um Maisie or something like that oh yeah, um, yeah. um she's she's a great actor and very very funny um so i think she was clearly in on one of those like wait is she really trashing like yeah <laughs> like yeah. all the people that was with her i mean i you could trash the writers of that film pretty comfortably all, all as she said all 20 of them yeah. um but i feel like anyway anyway sidetrack i will say that uh uh i i know was one of the initial credited writers from 10 years before it ever came out when it was the <laughs> like the very first whatever yeah and uh and there's a great interview on the Why I Love Comics podcast with John Rogers, who's the co-creator of Leverage, mm-hmm. uh, where Rogers talks about that movie and the kind of horrible path to eventually getting made that it had. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's really one of like, you can trash the writers and they will completely take it. <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, it's, it's really just a thing that shouldn't have happened. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but you mentioned that, and I have to, to point out that uh, I think it was today. Oh no, two days ago. Uh, the Rock came back from filming something, and yeah. uh, on his mantle, he took a photo of these two of two things. Uh, there's a like a silver plaque thing for Moana, for Moana that uh, yeah. Disney had sent him, commemorating five million worldwide album sales. Yeah. And then uh, his Razzie for making Baywatch, and uh, it, he his his response was that the movie was categorized as a movie so rotten and shitty that you actually fell in love with it. Hey, I take full responsible for the shit, so punch me right in the kisser for that one. And I'm just like, yeah, that's that's pretty much perfectly the Rock. Like he's gonna yeah. take a picture of his Razzie and then kind of be like, you know what? I like that stupid movie. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't want to like him so much but i oh, do i know i know <laughs> like he's one of those guys like i assume jason momoa is like similar but it's just like why <laughs> like yeah he's and he's good in everything <laughs> like yeah. he individually is good in everything i actually watched baywatch and i uh, i enjoyed it <laughs> like genuinely wholeheartedly enjoyed it and um it wasn't just him like the whole it was like everyone in the cast kind of took a we're in this film but yeah. not like but they didn't go like we all know this is with a wink and like we're just gonna roll with it like they did a serious <laughs> see that's my thing is i i didn't i didn't watch it because i i i have no context for it i've literally never watched an episode of the original i don't and, and so to me i was just like you know i feel like it would have had to be something slightly else like this felt to me like the uh, uh the chips 
movie that they did a couple of years ago? Sorry, I cut out right after I said shockingly is good. <laughs> yeah, heard uh, <laughs> I heard I heard shockingly is, and then I assumed you said you. Uh, all all I said was that uh, I I hadn't uh, I hadn't seen it mostly because I watched the ads and I was just like, yeah, this isn't going to speak to me. Uh, it was also like I have no context for it at all because I've never seen the original, mm-hmm. and so I was just like, eh, I'll probably pass on this the same way I passed on chips a few years ago. Where it was I like, think chips chips was a good idea, um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably will eventually watch Baywatch just because uh, uh, Allison Pregler, Obscurus Lupa, who's one of the internet critics I like, yeah. has a real fascination with Baywatch as a franchise. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I've started running out of like the really good episodes of her show that I haven't seen yet. And so now I'm like, I feel like I have to watch a little bit of Baywatch just so that I can watch her Baywatch episodes and have some idea what the hell she's talking about. But, uh, but that's actually a good transition point because, uh, uh, what we want to do here, uh, we're not like, you know, we're not, we're not going to just rattle off a, a bunch of names of like, here's, here's the stuff that we liked best. We want to have a little bit of a conversation about several of the movies that yeah. we watched this year that we really liked. And so independently, Zach and I put together uh, a list of nominees for a bunch of these awards. And we're going to kind of talk at each other and then see if we can come away with a consensus winner. Uh, But in the meantime, we'll have a chance to mention like, you know, between three and 10, depending on what, who's been nominated for what uh, things. Uh, And so uh, the, the the great transition is because uh, we're going to start with Guilty Pleasure Movie, uh, which I feel like uh, if you like Baywatch, it falls into that category. I think Baywatch is actually last year, which would make sense because I don't think they've given out this year's Razzies yet. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. But uh, uh, Z, why don't you start? What what are the, uh, the the movies that kind of fall into kind of great Guilty Pleasure Movies for you this year? See, it's... it's uh... <sighs> I feel like there should be others that I'm that I that I'm forgetting about because we've watched so many. Yeah, we've watched so many. Would be if you enjoy them, they're guilty pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> Films, uh, you know, from the from the kind of indie world. Um, I I actually didn't put this down, but I'm just remembering. Like I think uh, um, uh, monsters Par- monster party. Yeah, yeah. It's monsters party or monster party. I forget monster party. Monster party. Um, Venom. And yeah. up and upgrade, um, and while upgrade is just genuinely one of my favorite films of the year, mm-hmm. um, it's my it's within my top three. Um, it is that type of film where it's just like if if it was in the eighties, it would be you know Repo Man and kind of in that world. Uh, so in that way, it's a guilty pleasure. And also like yeah. it's not it's not art, um, even though it's done and filmed and everything's really well. Like it's a solid fucking film. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's along the lines of venom, like venom, I think could have been something greater. Um, but, uh, they, you know, they went for a double play and ended up shockingly with a triple and, uh, at least at the box office and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I liked it more than I think a lot of people did, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, venom is like basically realistically, probably my favorite, favorite comic book character <laughs> yeah, yeah um in in the way that spider-man is my favorite comic book character but venom is like more so <laughs> yeah <laughs> if that makes any sense uh and also um oh my god uh, 
fuck, I'm blanking on why am I blanking on everyone's names? Um, Hardy. Yeah, Thomas Hardy is just I like him in almost everything. So yeah, he's yeah. Thomas Hardy. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the we have we have a, an overlap of two. I only mm-hmm. I only nominated I nominated four things. Uh, on my list is Rampage. <laughs> uh, Shit. Yeah, that would have been on mine too. Uh, the Jurassic Games. <laughs> Upgrade and Monster Party. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's it's a weird thing. I actually. Uh, I should have rewatched Upgrade because I remember really loving it, uh, and like because Monster Party is so much fresher in my head. That's the thing that like st- stands out at me as like the one that I really loved the last little bit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Upgrade is a better overall film. Yeah, it is. Uh, and and so that's <laughs> like that's where I would lean towards is is saying Upgrade for for our guilty pleasure. Yeah. What, but I mean, I guess you know, I mean, as we always kind of talk about these things, like what is the definition of guilty pleasure though. Yeah, um, it's because I mean the moment you the moment you honestly the moment you said rampage and I'm like I had way more fun in that film in the way that it's a guilty pleasure because oh, it's yeah. genuinely not even trying to be anything it's not even trying to be venom. No. no. <laughs> Monster Party is generally a good film. Like it's mm-hmm. a solid film. It's a solid slasher horror something film. Yeah. I don't know what like John weird genre thing. Um thriller maybe. Um but uh, it's not, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like to me, the guilty pleasure thing means that has at least for people like us who pretend to be uh, smart about film. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, like for me, guilty pleasure always has to be something that's like vaguely bad. Like, you know, like 30 years ago, it would have been Planet yeah, Nine yeah. from Outer Space is my, you know, gl- guilty pleasure film or something like that. Yeah. Like it, it potentially is an MST3K a bull film. Uh, I mean, anything is, I think they would have, a, I would love to see them do Venom. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think Upgrade would be way too serious. Like it'd be like, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, man. <laughs> His wife, uh, this is so depressing. <laughs> I think, I think for me, uh, the reason that I threw Guilty Pleasure on here, which I actually kind of don't love Guilty Pleasure as like a phrase, mm-hmm. like, because I, I, I don't feel any, like, I, I don't feel guilty pleasures per se. Like, I'm yeah. I'm happy to go on Twitter and talk about my love for movies that are not, like, you know, critical What darlings. film might that be, Russ? <laughs> but, uh... Is it happen to be a, a film about a uh, a pop group that uh, talks about <laughs> commercial success? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's a whole literally other. the ultimate guilty pleasure film. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. think, I think guilty pleasure for me is a film that the general consensus is, is like below the like standards of, of yeah, high yeah. art and that sort of thing. You know I mean? It's like, I don't even know if Hudson Hawk would be a guilty pleasure film because yeah. it's just generally, it's not, a, you know, um, it, it like, it's regarded Hate, though, is, is, as a, is a cons- solid. Yeah. What's that? Is it because it's regarded as bad as opposed to yeah. not considered at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so. that's kind of what this, like you and I have talked several times over the course of the year. And I don't think that our opinion has changed very much about what our best picture is. Yeah. And so I, I kind of created a guilty pleasure category specifically so that we could talk about oh, some yeah. movies that like aren't necessarily like quote unquote best picture kind of yeah. movies, uh, but that definitely deserve some love, especially from a podcast like us where it's like, this is, you know, in a lot of cases, it's like, you know, our best picture is not going to be something that, like, you would recommend to every single person at the video store. Yeah. 
most certainly not. Yeah. So. But it's also, I mean, you know, I mean, let's remember film school. It's like we always talked about our guilty pleasure films. Like I was a pretentious asshole, like the my one year in at film school. So like I think my guilty pleasure is probably still something like um, you know, Patriot games or something like that, yeah, that yeah. like would have been looked down upon or whatever is, you know, uh, even though the rest of my class had serious pleasure films that they, they liked. Um, but I always feel like they liked them ironically, um, which yeah. is not something that I don't, I don't think I do. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely love Hudson Hawk. Like I love it. Um, <laughs> it's not, I like it because it's so bad. It's, I like it because if I had $25 million in 1980, 19, what was it, 1993 or whatever, whatever the hell it came out. I don't know, I don't know when it came out. Um, <laughs> so, like that's, that's actually how much of a guilty pleasure film it is for me. I literally like, I know so little about it because <laughs> I yeah. just love, I don't want to think about it, <laughs> which I think actually is, is actually probably a really solid definition of it of of what a guilty pleasure film is like yeah no i get to turn off my brain um and and watch it you know and i think that's honestly like like now that you mentioned rampage i'm like oh fuck yeah yeah <laughs> that's been on my list but uh and that's kind of why i wanted to come up with things independently <laughs> instead of like getting together on facebook and hammering out a list of nominees because like yeah. It'll give us a broader base. It'll also give us like, we'll have talking points about things that the other person might not have thought of yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing is uh, similar, but obviously it, it, in a, in a different way, uh, best franchise film. Yeah. Why don't I start with my nominees? Uh, you can tell me if you want to add anything to it. Mm -hmm. uh, I've nominated a movie that I have not seen yet because I know <laughs> that it's, it's the consensus favorite of everybody else in the world. Yeah. Uh, so best franchise film, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, which I still have not actually seen. Mm -hmm. uh, Black Panther, Aquaman, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Venom. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's basically like, I'm sure there were other big franchise movies that came out this year. Well, I mean, obviously there was uh, Avengers. Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think is anywhere on our list, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, I might have. I, I think I. I think I put in. Put it in one of the technical categories. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're we're just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get too deep in, why don't you? Uh, what are what are your uh, your nominees? Uh, my, you know, um, my two films are uh, uh, Spider Verse and uh, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, I guess Black Panther is there too. I mean. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to rewatch Black Panther because honestly, after Spider Verse and and just like as time faded, like yeah. I'm less excited about that film because like I've what I've I've tried to watch it again and mm -hmm. like it's good, it's really good yeah. and but it's just like then you see then you see a film like Spider Verse or you see you know and and kind of like a little bit of it fades for me where it's just like I've seen other films that yeah like did a lot of the things that everybody freaked out about. I mean, I look at, I get why it's a hundred percent get why it's important. Everyone mm -hmm. is fucking amazing in the film. The writing is, is very good. It's, it's the top three, two, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think it might actually be under spider. -Verse. I think it probably is under spider verse of the Marvel film of, of all, you know, of, of most, um, yeah, yeah. like for me, I, we both enjoy Batman versus Superman. I would say that, Black Panther's a hundred percent better than yeah, Batman yeah. versus Superman. Um, 
And, uh, but yeah, so it's just, I don't know. It's just, uh, I guess I wrote about it so much and it's like one of those, like, yeah, you end up yeah, talking about it so much and I'm like, oh yeah. And, and then, and then the problem is a week ago we saw Spider-Verse, which yeah. is one of the I, best fucking films I've ever seen in my life. And I think <laughs> so. that's gonna, I think that's gonna be a thing that really, um, that, that probably haunts Black Panther into award season in a lot of cases. Cause I, I hope there's a little bit, but. It, well, it's 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 one of those things. They there's already a lot of people who are reticent to give a comic book movie serious consideration. Yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, now you're going to have the you know the splitting of the vote, kind of like back in the the late '90s when be the baseball writers used to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like oh sure we'll nominate two Yankees for the MVP and then it'll go to somebody else because there when you have so many good players on one team, yeah. it's you know yeah. Uh, and so I, I don't think that Sp Into the Spider-Verse will hurt the kind of critical consensus of Black Panther per se, but I do think that a lot of people won't be willing to consider two. And I think that Into the Spider-Verse being so great and also so recent yeah. uh, probably hurts Black Panther because it's so old at this point. Uh, the other thing is I will say I watched Black Panther again last week. I think I watched it the day before we went and saw Spider-Verse because I, mm -hmm. I my wife... Uh, just kind of put it on and it, it, it remains a great film, but as with any like great film, once it hits home video and you've seen it a bunch of times, mm -hmm. like you start to kick the tires a little bit more and it's just like things that you didn't notice as much the first time through, you know, start yeah. to stick out at you. And it's like, there's, there's a lot of like very minor things that, that it certainly doesn't depreciate my, uh, my love for the film. Like, yeah. I think it's, it's a fantastic movie, but I do think like in terms of the comic book movies this year, that into the spider verse is, is probably uh, at least technically the better film. Oh, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot more daring uh, with, with black Panther. They did a lot of cool things that we hadn't seen before, but they were, it was part and parcel of, doing a black Panther story. Like yeah. you had to, you had to do all these things with like African culture and things like that to make a story set in Wakanda. Yeah. Whereas with spider verse, they did kind of strange, daring, cool things like to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I uh, think that I, I'm curious on, and this is like something I have to think about is that how much did, <sighs> how much did Aquaman fade my love of black panther not through a fault of um black panther but a through a fault of aquaman and the fact that it was the same fucking story just <laughs> it's done <laughs> with aquaman um in so many fucking ways <laughs> it, you know it's funny it's hard to say because obviously the exact same thing happened with bvs and civil war yeah. Yeah. where they were basically the same script uh but you know yeah. with different groups of characters and uh i don't know it's it's really hard to say i mean it's certainly uh, for me black panther remains an incredibly good movie and if i was if i was you know an oscar voter i would be just as eager to give it a best picture nomination as i was in in february mm -hmm. but i feel like this this was a year where we didn't have a lot of traditional favorites in terms of the Oscars. And so there was a lot of talk about black Panther getting it like a best picture nomination or a best picture win. And 
to me, it's like, I think it, the way it works for me is that I would still want to nominate the film, but I don't think it would win yeah. uh, in the way that, you know, back in February or even up until June, it seemed like that was a, a real possibility. Yeah. Uh, I, sorry. I'm, I just, I just, it's, it, it makes me think cause it's without like, if you took, um, if you took, um, the Joker out of, um, dark Knight, would that be an Oscar contender? Right. The way that we think with the way that we thought of it now. And, and it's just, and like looking back, I mean, it's hard to say, um, there's, doesn't do anything that uh, Batman Returns didn't did, and it doesn't do anything that, um, like, technically, like, right, filmically right. wise, it's Christopher Nolan. Like, yeah. it's the, it's what Christopher Nolan has always done and always will, except that it's uh, comic book characters uh, mm-hmm. from DC, uh, and without the incredible per- performance there, would it be? the kind of Oscar buzz world that we have. Right. Um, and like you had great performances, but you didn't have um, like that groundbreaking performance kind of out of the blue. I think the fact that yeah. it, was, it was Heath, Le- like almost everyone in, um, I can't think of anybody in, um, in black Panther that you didn't expect that from. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think it's it's one of those very unfair things. But like when you look at those things, like you don't expect. I, I, I always thought Heath Ledger was a good actor, not, you know, it, yeah. but kind of in a most of the Brat Pack actors were good, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Like they're they're solid. Like John Cusack's a great actor, but not like it. He only very rarely has a role that might be in a Oscar. I mean, that's partly because of what Rosie picks like mm-hmm. throughout time, not just even the last five years right. or so yeah. uh, or 10 years or, you know, whatever. But um, like gross point blank, fantastic film. I wouldn't, he's great in it, but not Oscar, you know? Right. Um, but uh, like Heath Ledger, just, it was more the fact that like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and he was, I mean, and also Oscar, you know, it wasn't even just a, what the fuck, but it was also like far and away the best, comic book acting yeah. i think movie acting because it wasn't he wasn't playing a comic book character really he was just playing you know he was playing yeah. something different on a different level i think um but it is interesting it's because it's like i just think about like like i i think it's within the contention like black panthers a solid yeah, film yeah. like an amazingly solid film it's done by an incredible fucking director <laughs> um only a couple films into his career too yeah. um and a person who's only going to get probably only get better, <laughs> which is yeah. going to be amazing. Um, but it's, it is interesting. It's just because it just makes me think about it. Like, cause yeah, when that was, when I first saw it, I, I definitely had that same thought. And now over time, I don't know as much, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, I don't know if that's, I, I like, I feel like I even feel like that's unfair Yeah, it, <laughs> to it, say it. So it's just like, it's weird. It's just like, fair because it's such a solid film and honestly there hasn't been that many large films that are like usually you have those big whether it be a big biopic or a big yeah. you know whatever that's a big film yeah um and i can't think of any this year yeah they kind of went for it a little bit with something like mary poppins returns and and stuff like that but yeah there's not 
you're right there isn't but it's like, not there's no gone with the wind of the year there's no yeah. titanic of the year there's no there's a lot of small great films and i'm happy like the favorite is probably going to be yeah. a contender and and small films like that um but it is it's surprising because now that i'm thinking about it it's like it's weird there hasn't been a big oscar contender film and i, mm-hmm. I, I could be completely wrong because again no i, th- I mean i think you're right but... i feel like i feel like i mean i do feel like we're gonna see we're gonna see at least a lot of buzz about mission impossible fallout and black Panther and into the spider verse. I don't, I think probably only one of those three will actually get a nomination, but it, it, you're right. There isn't like that. I can think of, there's not like a big, like $40 million, like arty blockbuster this year. Like we usually see It, it really feels like we're going straight from like, you know, $1 $1 million films yeah. to Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, There's nothing in the middle. It's weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. but for the purposes of this, uh, I, I, I think I'll defer to your judgment. Like I said, I, I have not seen Mission Impossible, and I know that everybody kind of uniformly loves that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's your take in terms of like dividing that from Into the Spider-Verse? See... Uh... <sighs> The one, I mean, one of the problems with uh, uh, it is a uh, within the co- I mean, also the other thing is it's like how do you decide whether it's within the context of the of the franchise? But yeah, um, yeah. but that's a whole different thing. Uh, uh, which uh, it's everyone is very good in it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that you have like this. If there was a more technical like i i think that it's ridiculous that we don't have a stunt i mean everybody's been saying this lately this is like kind of the new thing that we don't have a stunt um academy award or just like awards in general i mean like i don't know who i don't think golden globes has it i don't think anybody like it's ridiculous because everyone in that fucking film every stunt person including tom cruise who fucking broke his leg um doing that film um like deserves it you know and like that it, it is one of the unfortunate things where it's like i don't know where that fu- film falls in other than we just have to consider it really one of the best fucking action films of all time mm-hmm. uh because it is um it's at least on par of the best um james bond films yeah and if not and, and i would say it's it's better it's 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 in the in the action sense because mm-hmm. it's it's uh it 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 also continues it's uh, without be it, it goes enormous without um uh taking away the kind of uh the the mission impossible esqueness of it versus yeah. like there's been like a, a, occasionally you'll have a James Bond film that cut, tries to go really big and you're like oh this is not James Bond or something but right. but but yeah i um I do feel like Mission Impossible as a franchise is slightly more forgiving of that than. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly changed. I mean, I think every year it gets bigger. It's kind of like yeah. Fast and Furious. The the franchise just has to get bigger, which is dangerous because I don't know how the fuck you get bigger than this one. Um, but Space. Uh... <laughs> no, that's Machete. Um... <laughs> well, they've they've joked uh, not not even joked about it. They've talked about how they would love to shoot a Mission Impossible action sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, in zero G and they're like, yeah. we're, we're not going to space. It's not that kind of franchise. However, yeah. like if we could find a, pr- a, like a premise that would make sense to shoot on like the SpaceX rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Low uh, orbit. Basically, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, uh, that seems like pretty fucking easy. Yeah, <laughs> like, I and, mean, and, <laughs> so I'm, I'm like half joking when I say that, yeah, but yeah. that's actually a thing that they've been talking about mostly from the stunt and, uh, and 
choreography point of view where they're just like, I know everybody jokes about us going to space, but really think about how much fun it would be for us to go to space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and one of the few, one of the very few uh, with a franchise, you're like that, you're promised like a box office of like $150 million. So you could spend $25 million doing that and just be like, okay, Tom Cruise, you're gonna have to take like a cut. in your pay. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's a producer, so I'm sure he wouldn't mind too much. Um, and he's got more money than fucking... God, what's the the Scientology's God? I'm Xanos or Zeno, Zenu, Zenu. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, I I think though, um, like if you're going to give, if it's an award, if it's a like the, not just the more enjoyable film, Star mm -hmm. uh, World, but uh, I mean, I think it's, I think Spider Verse wins out um, because it, it. Uh, it stays within, I mean, obviously it references all yeah. the previous Spider-Mans and stuff like that in such a great way um, without being like inside jokey, without being like too, too much of that way, too much. Like you don't need to know to get the jokes. Like it, it's not Jay and Silent Bob strike back where it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, where um, as much as we enjoy that movie, it's fucking impenetrable. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not a Jay and Silent Bob, I mean, it, and then I don't, I don't think that Kevin would, no, not at all. Necessarily deny that, where it's like, no, I mean, if it's that, that's a fan service film. Yeah. I mean, that you know, even more so than Clerks too. Like, but, um, but this, uh, um, I think Spider Verse for me is uh, is the franchise film of the year, um, with with Black Panther a close second. But I, again, I mean, it's like Black Panther is just it's a franchise film in the way that I guess maybe that's why I didn't think of Black Panther in this because it's not Iron Man. Yeah, there's not a dozen of those. Like yeah. it's franchise in the way that it's Marvel, but not like when there's a Black Panther two, then we can then and it's you know just as good as the last one, or if not better, which yeah. I assume it'll probably be. Um, although who the fuck knows where everything is going? Um, yeah. Yeah. Because ugh. I but mean, anyway. <laughs> probably worth mentioning just to say that we talked about it a little bit. Uh, uh, the first purge, mm -hmm. just because mm -hmm. while. While it's not in the same yeah. like environment per se as yeah. some of these other movies, uh, in terms of being like just a phenomenal like franchise film, yeah, uh, it, it's hard to argue it. Uh, in 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 the sense that it's it's so much better than you know any other one that I've watched. And again, I haven't watched the whole yeah. thing, but uh, it, it was. And again, I know that after we sat with it for a little bit, it it loses a little bit because you're you, you got less settled with its uh uh charlottesville references charlottesville references yeah, yeah. but it's, it's yeah. worth mentioning most certainly well, also I mean, because i i hadn't thought about it till just now uh, uh not not for franchise films because it's not even in the same zip code as the others but for guilty pleasure films i probably should have nominated tremors a cold day in hell oh shit yeah so that's the problem of a guilty, guilty pleasure that we've watched so many of those films oh, and i'm like that we enjoyed the hell out of. Um, I mean, I, I would, I would still say it's, yeah. Oh yeah. But, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm just, I pulled up my, uh, my voodoo account so that as we're talking, I can kind of scroll and just be like, okay, what are the things that I own that have come out in the last year? Yeah. So that that way, you know, Well, we have it. I mean, franchise film. I, I don't, did you, did you mention Creed Creed two? Uh, I didn't, I didn't nominate it. It's, it. To me, it feels like, yes, it's a franchise, but it, it also doesn't feel like it's, a, it's a franchise in the same way as these other movies. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I guess that's kind of splitting hairs. Uh, 
but uh, for whatever reason in my head, it just didn't like it, it occurred to me because I've got Creed two mentioned in a couple of other spots yeah. on the list, but uh, it just to me and, and I should have because realistically, this is, you know, movie eight yeah. of the Rocky franchise. Yeah, uh, but it didn't feel like it was of the same scope. And also I wanted to limit nominations to just yeah. five per yeah. movie. And I felt like mission impossible, black Panther, Aquaman and Spider-Man and Venom were like all things that we were going to want to talk about. Yeah. 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 And some of them, we probably won't have an opportunity to talk about outside of the franchise film arena. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I think that Creed two is definitely better than Aquaman, but yes. And definitely better than Venom too for kind of what they are. Oh yeah. 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 yeah but, yeah. but it just like, it, we'll have a place to talk about yeah, Creed course, two later yeah. as both. Yep. Um, so I'm going to move up to, uh, the screenplay category for me. I feel like <sighs> there's been a lot of good movies this year. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of solid screenplays this year, but the, the two that really jumped out at me as like, this is a conversation, uh, we're into the spider verse and sorry to bother you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was was there anything else that we should kind of add to that conversation? I, I, I didn't have um, into the Spider Verse in there. I, I, I just it's one of those like it's it's a, uh, a it's kind of like one of those. Oh yeah, I'm like oh, I always forget animated films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like which is terrible. Like, but it's just like I don't think about it. I mean, yeah. Um, I like if there's a storyboard award, I think it probably would yeah, yeah. Like it's just one of those like because of the inherent nature of animation yeah, um, and the dialogue, everything's great, but it's not um, like, I don't think it's as good as say um, eighth grade, uh, right. which I know you, I, I don't think you've seen. Um, and I'll admit I've seen three quarters of and uh, loved, loved it. It liked it or uh, thought it was excellent um, in the way that it was so uh, fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, like I, I just this is one of those like I want I needed to watch enough of it to appreciate basically appreciate it. Yeah, and I, I completely appreciate it. Holy shit, she's so good in it. Uh, the the main actress. Um, the the writing is excellent. It's it exudes eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Like it's uh, like I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm like, oh god, all the uncomfortable moments of of middle school, like just creeping into my brain, and yeah, it yeah. did that. And uh, which is exactly what it was supposed to do. Um, and uh, like to do that is, I think, something on a different level. Um, yeah. I also put um, a, a Quiet Place. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Which uh, it, I forget. Did you see A Quiet Place? I still haven't, no. I'm I think I own it. Really? Yeah. Seven. No, you just, yeah. Um, certainly see that before you see, uh, before we, you actually, you have to watch that before we talk about, um, uh, Sandra Bullock's, uh, remake, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but, you know, with the twist because it's a blindfold. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I just think that that was, it was, uh, like, there's very little, the fact that there's, uh, very little dialogue and, mm -hmm. um, and it, and it works, um, is, is I, I think like it, it, it's that's almost as tough as writing a lot yeah, um, a yeah. lot of times, but uh, well, that, you know, that's but, one that I think will ultimately get consideration from all the big awards yeah. for screenplay because of exactly that. Cause as soon as you said it, I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Everybody says so. Yeah. 
but uh yeah for me though it's uh it's sorry to bother you i mean like if and and like this is for me the academy like if the if sorry to bother you wins uh wins one award or get you know then it should be screenplay it should be original yeah. screenplay um and uh and the sad thing is that based on golden globe nominations and shit like that like, yeah. ugh, anyway but <laughs> <laughs> we could give it to, we could give him adapted screenplay adapted from his previous screenplay <laughs> that's true oh, fuck, I, that it doesn't I, actually represent or I resemble hope get, i hope he doesn't get fucked that way whereas some like weird writer's guild thing that yeah yeah oh god that that it wouldn't surprise me if that's part of the the whole uh, conversation. That's true. Uh, I think he's changed enough of it. I think I remember yeah. him talking about the fact that he's changed a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, he specifically said, "Do not read yeah, the public yeah. screenplay before." Didn't didn't Tarantino get fucked on that with something? Like uh, he, published the screenplay? he, he published because he published yeah. Because I can't remember why he published the screenplay. I think that the studio. Well, remember it got it got leaked. Okay, yeah, that's because it right. got leaked, and then he's like, "Fuck it, I'm never doing a film again." And then I forget who the fuck talked him into it or something like that. But I think in the meantime, he published it because, like, "Fuck yeah. you guys" or something. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think that that was the reason. Oh, God, fucking idiotic. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, for for me, like I said, I had I, I have I've seen and again like this just in general, you see more films than I do, and I see more blockbusters than you do, and so uh, in a lot of cases, I'll I'll defer to you on stuff like this. But I it, for me, the two that I really had seen for screenplay were were Spider Verse and and Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, I can agree that like in terms of Spider Verse, it's such a collaborative thing. Like, animation is such a collaborative thing that it's really hard to say like. Oh, screenplay. Oh, the, you know, the, the very, like something that feels like it's a small part of a larger kind of whole. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That said, uh, let's move into director. Uh, mm -hmm. for me, I, uh, and again, like acknowledging that I haven't seen a couple of the ones that you've seen that are like this kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, then the nominees that I had were boots, uh, for sorry to bother you Kugler for Creed two, or not, not for Creed two for uh, Black Panther, <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, and the Into the Spider Verse team. Uh, do you want to? Who do you want to add to that that list? Um, I had uh, sorry to bother you in Spider Verse, but I also had Widows, mm -hmm. um, which was fantastic, and it was very much a uh, like an auteur action film, um, yeah. and. It was absolutely spectacular, and uh, I can't wait till it comes out on video because it was like just such a solid. Yeah, I've heard really, really good things. Action film, sort of thing. Um, Somebody just tweeted about that yesterday, saying that uh, Daniel Daniel Kalua or how you how you say his name from uh, from Get Out. Mm. They were like, I was convinced that after seeing him in Get Out, he was going to be typecast as like the nice guy next door yeah, for yeah. the rest of his oh, no. life. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm terrified of him after that film. <laughs> like, uh, but uh, but yeah, no. Just the dialogue was was actually realistic. The mm -hmm. the characters were built well well built, um, which is saying something because it's, um, you know, uh, all almost all female cast, and you have right. you have Liam Neeson who has like twelve lines in the film. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. Um, I uh, yeah for that for that one though I I I um, I lean towards Spider Verse um, just because um, 
not only because I know it probably won't, uh, I'm sure that the director won't even be nominated uh, yeah, because yeah. it's an animated film and it's not, you know. Well, it's three directors technically what? because they actually, oh, yeah. uh, they, they like, they split it up. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who did the Lego movie, were involved with producing yeah. this and, and they, they broke up different aspects of it yeah. to a team so that that way, usually, of course, animation, like big animation is two directors anyway. Like when you look at you know, traditional Disney movies or Pixar yeah. movies a lot of the time or something like Teen Titans go to the movies that came out this year, uh, you know, they'll often or usually be two people. In this case, they added a third. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm leaning towards them too because to me, uh, while I thought that uh, Sorry to Bother You was really well done technically, I mm -hmm. think that most of the creativity like the, the, the stuff that shocked me yeah, uh, came from Boots's voice and from his screenplay, which yeah, is why yeah. that, that feels more like a, a screenplay than a director thing for me. Yeah. Um, and again, with Coogler, uh, I, I love, I love Black Panther. I love what he did, but again, it feels very much like um, the platonic ideal of a Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, he did it as well as you can possibly do it, yeah. but he was still doing a Marvel movie. Yeah. And, and to me, like, I felt like Black Panther certainly deserves a lot of recognition, but Black Panther is not as good to me as Creed. Like, mm -hmm. I, I felt like the first Creed was one of those, like, was one of the, the best movies that I've ever been, like, paid to review. Yeah. And so uh, I, I definitely wanted to at least mention Coogler on this list, but, like, he's... You know, he was the third out of the three people that are the three nominations that I had. Yeah. It's it's also wild that uh, two out of the three directors, that's their first film. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Peter Ramsey, uh, his other two films are Rise of the Guardians and Monsters vs. Aliens, uh, a TV Thanks. short. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, Rise of the Guardians was whatever. It's a serviceable yeah, uh, yeah, you know, animated computer CG, whatever film. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's just amazing that you know, like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, where did that come from? Uh, because it's like, just, I mean, again, that's that's uh, like where I just wish there was a like it in general. Sometimes I think there's just be a, like a cast, like a cast and crew award. Yeah. Like, and I know obviously that's that's the you know basically best picture, but I feel like some like I don't know if. Uh, you know, I, I'm up in the air about like very, very close with Spider-Verse being like the best picture sort of thing mm -hmm. just because technically everything under the sun. But it's just yeah, like, yeah. no, but I think the important thing is it's almost like Lord of the Rings yeah. um, where honestly, if we're talking about best director, every single Lord of the Rings, um, he should have won yeah. because Jesus fucking Christ. He was like, if you ever watch the behind the scenes on any of the behind the scenes on that, like he's directing a whole fucking battle scene and then yeah. on a live feed directing another scene across the fucking country if not like in a different world yeah. and you're like and everything fucking is amazing like i mean yeah. however you feel about those films whether they're too long or boring or something like that like it's a technical director achievement oh yeah you know that we haven't seen since fuck, I don't know, Citizen Kane or something like that. Yeah. Um, in the way that just trying something, directing three films, making three films at the same time, and yeah. having it all fucking work is ridiculous. Like the yeah. fact that he doesn't have like an entire trophy room of Oscars is, I mean, I think he does, but, uh, or at least yeah. his, his, the film does, but he doesn't. He, what, won one year? 
uh, yeah, the director, and, and it's just like, uh, uh, yeah. If I was a director and I won, I'd just be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Did you see <laughs> Lord of the Rings? Like, yeah. did you see what they fucking did? <laughs> like, they had like thirty thousand people out in a fucking field in fucking New Zealand, yeah. like cut off from the fucking world. <laughs> they all got fucking tattoos, but." Um, and I'm not even a huge Lord of the Rings fan, by the way. No, like, so I, I, it's like I, it's the same here. Uh, yeah. Like, but again, like for me, this is where you you kind of split the hairs of like yeah. the 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 things that make it not yeah. necessarily for me are mostly in the screenplay. Yeah, it's like uh, if you look at what the screenplay he was making, and you look at the talent he had and the technology he had, those movies are basically the perfect version of what he could have been making. Yeah. And and I and I think that that's Spider-Verse to a key. Yeah. Yeah. Is that literally all you look at all of the capabilities, all the technical abilities that you see there's 17 animated films in Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like as in they could have stripped everything down and been like this is one type of film, this is one film, this is you know yeah. all along the lines. And somehow um which I don't even know how the fuck three directors get all that shit right together because like there's one thing about having the god the director and i'm sure that yeah. there, i'm sure that out of the three directors there's one director who is the director in realist you know probably yeah, at the yeah, end of the day like there's always with the disney films that do that have two or three there's always like well no actually he's he was yeah, the, yeah. somebody well, admits someday on a, in an interview that it's like no actually well he's the guy who had the final say and yeah, whether, i kind of feel like yeah. in this one it's interesting because i kind of feel like that's uh uh phil lord yeah. So it's like a fourth voice yeah. who, who get to, who gets to break up all the squabbles. Um, yeah. Cause the, just based on the interviews I've given. And one thing I will say is that Rodney Rothman seems to have done the most interviews. Yeah. So that's always a, a kind of a quiet indicator that maybe he had slightly more like mm -hmm. quote unquote say than the others. Yeah. But, but in, in any event, you're, you're exactly right. Like there's so many moving pieces to this, that the idea that three people could come together and do it right. Yeah. Is, is really remarkable. Also, I mean, I also mean, like, I, I always hate that too. Is like, when you look at like Rodney Rothman, like Jesus Christ, the writing and everything was fantastic, but it's like, we're getting still pop star. Uh, can you start one more? You, you, you said, but it's like, and then you oh, fantastic film. We were, but, oh, oh, it's, it's just like, how, <laughs> how did, how did this film come out of like, Basically, half the people here had something or are wrote, wrote, directed, or had something to do with Twenty Two Jump Street, which was <laughs> Jesus Christ, just not a good film. Um, even within the Twenty One Jump Street comparison, and it's just like, but he well, also, again, by the way, he also, he also wrote for the he wrote the seventy eighth annual Academy Awards, so maybe <laughs> he has a shot. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, let's move to to the next thing, uh, stunts. Mm -hmm. uh, do you do you want to name off your nominees? I feel like I've been going first most of the time. Uh, it's, I mean, uh, uh, Mission, uh, Mission Impossible, uh, Fallout, and uh, Ant Man were my two. Um, so, I had I had four nominees, although really just two that I thought were were potential kind of winners: mm -hmm. uh, Upgrade, Monster Party. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout and Creed 2. Mm -hmm. uh, and and really the Creed 2 was mostly for kind of fight choreography, yeah. which, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, from again, even not having seen the film, the elements I've seen from Fallout, it seems like this is a no brainer. Yeah. 
Uh, and But I did want to kind of shout out that, like, the kind of the fight scenes and action scenes in Upgrade, Creed 2, and Monster Party were, like, really fucking top-notch, especially with oh, yeah. Monster Party being, like, a movie that was made for eight bucks. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, realistically, it's it's... It's funny because we, we both like, and I specifically wanted to add like stunts as a thing that we talked about because we don't talk about it that much yeah. uh, when we're breaking down the movies, but it is a huge part of movies, especially mm-hmm. the kinds of movies we tend to talk about, like big franchise movies yeah. and uh, like direct to DVD movies that are like cheap thrills. Yeah. Like basically those are our bread and butter. The, the like quote unquote smart stuff is what we do in between because like, it's there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's also the difference um, in a film like uh, monster party or, or just like the lower level um, action thriller. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, I think kind of upgrade genre. is a perfect example of a movie that just wouldn't work. Oh God. No, if, no, if no. The stunts I mean, were fantastic. If it wasn't just as good as venom, it wouldn't work. And basically they're doing the same bit, yeah. um, t- you know, and, and uh, I mean, I think we we both said that it was like I think it actually I think I still think that um, that uh, uh, upgrade was better in that regard. Okay. Uh, I, I, he was very good. I mean, Venom was was great in that regard, but I just think that he took it like two steps above than I've ever seen that weird whatever that is. Like I don't know, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like your body is being controlled by something else. Like sort of the, like um, oh god, gamer was very good um, in that regard, but like they did it in a, a a different over the top way. Like Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be that way. Like it was clear that they were going for like kind of ridiculous. um, uh, At least they were going for like 10% ridiculous as opposed to, um, you know, uh, upgrade, which was like, no, this is all very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my next one was visual effects. Who did you have for uh, for the visual effects category? Um, uh, Black Panther, um, Pacific Rim, um, Avenger, uh, the Pacific Rim sequel, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, a- Avengers and Ant Man, um, and Ant Man mainly because of the um, what is it, the micro micro or whatever the, that world that they had. Uh, oh, the that, microverse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that they did a lot of things that I feel like. Um, came off as kind of for me and I know a lot of people loved it, but came off for me as like kind of crappy in, um, Oh my God. Uh, Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so like, I think the fact that like they were able to do that without it turning into like a fucking kaleidoscope, which basically was right. Um, well, incredible. I mean, it was incredible. I just, it like, it felt, no, like, but I understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just, it was just like, uh, it feels like just a kaleidoscope. Like it didn't feel yeah. like, okay, I get that that's what that effect looks like. And right. it's the doctor who, you know, you know, whatever spiral thing, but, um, but uh, they, they managed to kind of build a world. Um, and also with us, probably a smaller budget. I don't know if they got a bigger budget on, on the sequel. I assume they did. Um, but uh, probably, but still probably nowhere near, you know, infinity yeah. war. Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, I mean, for, for me, infinity war was just the, the largeness of everything. Yeah. And they actually, it like the wide shots weren't bad, like, yeah. which is always the thing that kills. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to remember what the other, what one of the Marvel films that did 
huge wide shots and it was just fucking terror. Well, Civil War had that problem, but that was that was one of the it had to been one of the Avengers films. Yeah. Um, but uh, they just did wide film and you're like, Ugh, the CG, how does the CG look bad on a two in a 200 million dollar film? You know, <laughs> like especially when it's a wide shot, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like I feel like, again, not to reference back to Lord of the Rings, but it's like, yeah, yeah, I feel like once Lord of the Rings, like 15 years ago, did it uh, fucking amazingly. Um, I, I don't think you have any excuses anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so for me, my own, my two nominees on this were infinity war and Aquaman and both for kind of similar reasons in terms of, uh, just the scope and the scale of what they had to build from the ground up. Yeah. Uh, for me, and, and we can, we can talk if you, if you don't agree for me, it's infinity war, uh, mostly because of the fact that on top of making a competent film and on top of all the world building they had to do, the other thing that they had to do was to take all these kind of disparate elements mm-hmm. and bring them together in a way where like the guardian stuff still looked like the guardian stuff and how their powers yeah. interacted with the world and how they interacted with the world, their color palette, yeah. Dr. Strange still looked like Dr. Strange without it cheapening the other movies, because obviously the Dr. Strange effects didn't look as good as the, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so to me, like if the most impressive thing that the, the Russos and their team did was, bringing together the Marvel universe in a way that the other, the Avengers, the previous Avengers movies had not really been asked to do. Yeah. Because the previous Avengers movies all still very much existed in that same space in Manhattan. Yeah. And so to me, that was, that was the big thing is that like for uh, Aquaman, I I would put on the list simply because uh, there were these just kind of grand glorious things and they didn't look exactly like every other undersea thing that you've ever done. And they didn't all look, you know, uh, I felt like the 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 fact that that movie is kind of on the on the good side of middling, yeah, is is going to hurt a lot of the people who did spectacular work on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but even as somebody who like Infinity War hasn't aged that well with me, so to speak, like I haven't <laughs> had any desire to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, but just thinking about the scope and the scale and the like the like the technical capability of those vfx i'm just like yeah it, to me it's like that was kind of the that's the, yeah. the place to go yeah i mean especially considering they had so many as opposed to even the previous avengers as opposed to black panther as opposed to so many places that the most like say black panther they went a ton of different places but most of it was practical sets like they yeah. were they were in a car lot. They were, you know, I mean, they were in a museum. They were in a, you know, yeah. a street somewhere like in Hong Kong or whatever. You know, I mean, like any, I'm sure they were sets, but like they were, you know, but uh, like the fact that uh, they were able to have like at least what six different locations that were probably 90% green screen just because they, it was a planet. It was like yeah. a different planet. It was a different place. Um, I mean, also, I'll, it's just, I mean, like, I think that the biggest achievement is the, the 800 pound uh, purple <laughs> guy yeah, in the room yeah. is the fact that Thanos doesn't look, I mean, how the, it is a technical achievement just to not make Thanos look fucking ridiculous because yeah. he's a ridiculous char- looking character um, yeah. because he's fucking purple. He's 12 <laughs> feet tall, like whatever he is. And yeah. like, and it's just, you know, and the fact that like standing him standing next to human other like actual human beings, um, 
is is to me a, a grand technical achievement um and they finally figured out his chin and everything like that by yeah. the by the final film um <laughs> that was a cheap shot i'm sorry but uh it, it's just <laughs> um but like the fact that like practically he worked with everything like that and i know that um well, i'm sure it's been done before but it's uh, in different ways but i think that uh i think that 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 was one it's just like those little things like the fact that the you know like I, if uh, if the gorilla in Rampage what didn't change sizes seventeen times, yeah, yeah. Uh, then I'd be like, oh, it's up there, you know, it's, yeah. it's within the realm. But I mean, like, again, it adds to its ri ridiculous nature of that film, and you know why it's uh, on the guilty pleasure list and not on, yeah. you know, a, a better, you know, whatever. But uh, you know that that's that is weirdly difficult yeah oh yeah <laughs> like i mean I, I imagine it's difficult I, I i don't even know how to do uh uh a flame on uh, in in uh in after effects so fuck me if i <laughs> yeah <laughs> like when i criticize these things i'm like yeah well okay <laughs> but yeah all right and uh uh moving moving into cinematography mm -hmm. uh i had creed 2 Sorry to bother you. Uh, the domestics, Black Panther, and Infinity War, uh, and and the the only thing we haven't talked about much in there is the domestics. The domestics is a very um, purge like yeah. movie. Uh, I thought that the the lead actors gave a great performance. The the villain gave a great performance, and I thought that the way it was shot was really cool. Uh, I, I, certainly it's it like it doesn't have the same scope or scale as the other movies we're talking about and and it's really a it's a nominee so that it can be a nominee mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah no no i mean i i saw it it's uh yeah no i mean now i'm thinking about it it was it was done like um it's a weird comparison but i don't know why it made me think of it jeepers creepers yeah. um was whatever kind of a whatever film like i mean i think it stands out as one of the better horror films of that kind of genre world um yeah. uh but like it's i wa I was watching it a couple of weeks ago um yeah it must have been around halloween obviously uh and it was still scary <laughs> like yeah i mean like you know some of the design you know some of the costume design or whatever was a little kind of ridiculous like 10 you know th what 20 years on probably um but uh like the practical effects sort of thing but yeah. uh um it was still like just because it wasn't just jump cutty. It was, yeah. you know, yeah. use of cut. Yeah, I mean, use creative use of uh, camera work in a, in a way that usually um, the, you know, usually it's relatively lazy um, yeah. in a film like that, which is, yeah. No, I agree. Uh, domestic, uh, domestics, I mean, I think it's, I think that's been gotten quite a bit of buzz for being such a small film. Um, I think it could use a little bit more. Um, it's not, it wasn't one of my favorite films of the year. I didn't mm -hmm. like it as much as I kind of hoped to, to hope to, yeah. um, but that had more to do with just the plot, but not, it had not no fault of the plot, just a personal. Like, yeah, no, I get it. I wanted it's... the film to go some way and it didn't uh, go somewhere and it didn't. And I was like, oh, <laughs> which is always like, I always be like, oh, like, okay, I have to. I have to be a fair human being here and be yeah. like, no, it was still good, even though it went off in a completely different, you know, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. kind of, you know, a lot, a lot along the lines of, um, uh, which <laughs> amusingly we don't <laughs> like, uh, but uh, I have nowhere on this actually, um, is uh, the, 
oh my god sandra bullock's film i've only been talking about it endlessly Bird box yeah bird box uh yeah. where it's just like i really like i i like high concept films like that like even if it is kind of in an in a way kind of a knockoff of a quiet place in a way um, mm -hmm. But I mean, then, then, you know what, like Freddy Krueger is a knockoff of Jason and Jason yeah, is a knockoff yeah. of whatever it is. Um, but so that's, uh, that's unfair. Um, I'll, I'll admit that's an unfair criticism, but it also, um, it just made a lot of decisions uh, that I was like, really, it was either, it was either like the cheap, not the cheap financial decision, but just kind of like the cheap reward um decisions um that they could have made to make a more interesting film they could have went a different way but it might yeah. have you know twisted something so i mean it's just it's just the fact of how ordinary it was yeah i don't know but but yeah anyway that's a sidetrack <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for um, me um for me it was creed 2 um i mean the boxing the the fight scenes i mean mm -hmm. in general the film was shot gorgeously but yeah. like the the fight scenes were just like holy shit i mean even my mom uh like my mom and i both trained <laughs> trained yeah. boxing uh when i was in high school and she's at the same time um and both of us like the only thing we said after the film was like that film hurt um yeah. and that i mean maybe that's that's like it's a combo of the cinematography and editing. It's like really heavy on the editing and mm -hmm. the sound design and everything like that. Sound design on that film was amazing. Yeah. Um, but, um, but the being able to do that and getting close and doing things like that, like it, that was, that was, it was a really stunning film for me though. Uh, the, the bait, my, my standout was, uh, annihilation. Um, oh, yeah. which I hadn't seen. So that, yeah. that was why I didn't make which the I, list. I highly, highly recommend. I mean that it's weird because it's like that, Honestly, I probably should have put that in uh, VFX as well uh, because the visual effects were um, were so different, mm -hmm. um, and they took they took risks with making things look weird. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like it, it almost looks like in your first like if you watch the trailer, it can almost look cheap. Yeah. Like it can almost look like that B-level film where they're like, oh, they're putting a mask over this and they're making bad CG animals and creatures and stuff like that. But like once you get into the world of the film, um, it's it's a completely realized universe that they build that is within the film constantly evolving, mm -hmm. which is it's inherent in the in the film film story. Slight spoilers there. Um, but uh, it's like the fact that they were able to do that for me, um, it and and combine it with just the way they shot it and like the om ominous nature it, it's not as flashy as like creed or right. my other one was mission mission impossible fallout just which I, I think for me um i had to add that on there just because i think action films get a short shrift on um on cinematography because yeah. if they're fucking done well you're like i, I don't know i mean I, i'd have to look if uh i forget who sh who shot um like the born films but like Jesus fucking Christ! Like all of those films should have at least been nominated. Well, I mean, um, that's like the the Larry. They could have been. I, I actually genuinely don't know if they were or not, so I could yeah, just be yeah. me, like having fake outrage here. <laughs> yeah, but. but I mean, it's like the the Larry Fong of it all, where it's yeah. you know you look at him doing oh, yeah. all the the DC movies and the Zack Snyder movies and all that kind of stuff, and it's like, how is this not a guy you've heard of outside of like our weird little film nerd circles? You know. Yeah. Or like the thing where earlier I was like, holy shit, Bill Pope did yeah. uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. No wonder it yeah. looks great because he's the guy who did everything from Spider-Man to zero effect to, yeah. you know. 
every film that you think, wow, that's a really well shot film. He probably did that film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 what I'll do is I'll split the difference and I'll, I'll, I'll say, Hey, we can, we can call Creed two and annihilation yeah. co winners here. Because <laughs> again, like I, I really was impressed by the, the mm -hmm. cinematography in Creed two. And so uh, uh, just to say that I was involved in the decision-making process, but I, <laughs> I, I trust you, especially because everything I've heard about annihilation kind of lines up with yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's just give it to Marissa Torme. <laughs> <laughs> That that actually could be a great joke for any at a category where we don't have have a strong uh, preference. <laughs> yeah. uh, best use of popular music, uh, which is a thing that basically nobody talks about, but that that feels very relevant to a lot of the movies that we talk about. Uh, did you have a did you what did you have on there? I said not really sure. I mean, I guess Creed too, but um, I just don't really remember any films that had like use of popular music, like really well this year. Um, I had, uh, I had spider verse and yeah. black Panther and Creed two were my three uh, nominees. Uh, my, my gut is spider verse just because it, it has a great soundtrack and there's a lot of tracks that were actually created for the movie as opposed to uh, like Creed two, I think is, is, like repurposing con like existing songs. Uh, yeah. Black Panther also had some songs that were for the movie, but uh, not quite as much. And it was really more defined by its score than by mm -hmm. the pop music. Uh, I felt like the kind of electric, eclectic, constantly moving thing of Spider-Verse, like the pop music felt organic to it in a way that, uh, that it doesn't for a lot of live action movies. Yeah. Uh, and and weird it's just like that's nothing stands out this year i mean yeah yeah just because that's, i mean like usually it's you know usually it's something like guardians or something yeah, like that, exactly. that well we... and, and the other thing is too that like uh i i kind of when i first came up with the categories i was still entertaining the possibility that anna versus the apocalypse would come yeah. uh and we'd be able to see that which is like a musical mm -hmm. that uses uh you know acapella versions of of like music like pop music basically and so yeah. i i basically i had this on there as a way to like hey there's there's at least one movie where like if that movie is as good as i've heard it is uh that that would be a category where we could talk yeah. about it but it never came to syracuse so you know can, can we just stop for a moment because i, I referenced born um the uh, director of photography for born identity mm -hmm. and the weirdest career i've ever seen in my fucking life oliver <laughs> wood Okay. Um, so he did basically um, uh, Born Identity, Born Ultimatum, um, Born Supremacy, did the Born Trilogy. Um, he did um, Face Off. Um, uh, he did, and then, but like he did Rudy as well. <laughs> he was actually, oh my God, I forgot. He's actually, yeah, Die Hard 2. Oh. Um, Die Hard 2, um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure, or oh, Bogus nice. Journey, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. He also did like the other guys, Anchorman two, hmm. Ben Hur, the the 2016 Ben Hur. He did the 2005 um, Fantastic Four, Talladega Nights, and then he just did uh, in the past two years. He did Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, Equalizer two, and Holmes and Watson. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, and I forgot. In 2002, he did The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Oh, 
Like, I want to talk to him now because I want to like, talk to the guy who worked on both Pluto Nash and Holmes and Watson. Like, <laughs> I just, I mean, you look at it like he has, like, not only is like, holy shit, he's worked. Like, usually cinematographers don't do like four films in a year, but he's yeah, like knocking yeah. out like two blockbusters. I mean, he also did Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed the same year that he did, um, uh, the same year that he did The Born Supremacy. But immediately after he did Freaky Friday, huh. like <laughs> what career is this guy? <laughs> like <laughs> he sounds like a lot of the guys I talk to in TV or like uh, <laughs> people who do scores. Yeah, where it's just yeah. like there are certain guys who you just—it's like no, they're, they're a firefighter. You call them in when you know that the thing's in trouble. Yeah. Or it's when... just like it's like yeah, I mean, usually you have those guys that are it's good like the utility guys that you call in and be like, he's gonna fix this or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. the fix script fixer. But usually it's not like <laughs> this is like fucking. I you mean, know, because I mean, like nobody's coming in to. You're not like oh Holmes and Watson. Holy shit, the script is fucking terrible. Um, nothing. I don't know what the fuck could possibly save this. Fuck it. Let's call in the guy that did. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the guy that did the Born Supremacy, he'll save the film because it. People will go, "Wow, it's well shot, though." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is just a weird career. Wow. It's funny. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we should look at some more of those <laughs> kinds of like sound design people and cinematographers yeah, and things. Yeah. Like, how many people have that wacky ass career where it's like, "You're no, I'm just taking the jobs that come across." I my still desk. eventually we need to hunt down that one dude who was in. He was basically he he was he stood by as the number one blockbuster, um, like budget wise. If you're just considering an actor in a film, um, because he was in like two of the Star Wars films. Uh, he was in like three of the Marvel films. As, yeah, like, oh, yeah, the guy a who's named just, like, character, um, but like just like the guy that ran by sort of thing. Yeah. And you're some like some random actor who lives yeah. in London and just is available. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably very good. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep. Going. But like he basically is just in the Marvel phone book and clearly um but it was just like i remember adding up his budget and he's like holy shit he has a bigger um he has a he had a bigger um box office draw um than uh brad pitt and angelina jolie combined like i remember figuring that out like <laughs> well, i guess just brad pitt I and mean, angelina jolie doesn't really have a box office draw anymore but yeah well i mean uh, i feel like he, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie combined probably have less than the box office draw of Sam Jackson anyway. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, that's yeah. a whole other. Uh, then again, Sam Jackson's been in both Marvel and Star Wars a bunch of times. So <laughs> he is also currently in every film out. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Secretly, he's the main character in everything you watch this year. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, all right. So it, just in in the interest of uh, because I I cared about it, we'll we'll say Spider Verse because uh, yeah. <laughs> what were we have... talking about? <laughs> uh, pop music. Okay. Um, I was like cinematography. <laughs> no, no, we got out of that. Was the the previous category? Yeah. Um. And then and then the next thing was score. Uh, the three scores that stuck out at me this year were Creed Two, Black Panther, and Upgrade. Uh, I'm, I, we talk a lot about music and so I feel like I should have had more, more nominees, but these were the ones that as I was writing nominees down, I was like, these are the ones that I still remembered that still stuck with me that I could still hum a few bars. Yeah. Uh, I will say that, uh, infinity war did a much, much better job with music than the previous two Avengers yeah. movies. As when they it, had it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it still wasn't great. It was just yeah. much better than before. Yeah. 
uh, do you have anything? I, I uh, um, what I had, um, Mission Impossible Fallout, um, Creed 2, and Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it's Spider-Verse, mm -hmm. just again. <laughs> well, I I can't remember the score as well as I remember the pop music. So well, it's 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 one of those weird things. I, I'll, like, I like uh, one of the things is I watched a uh, I, I think be, literally as we were doing that, because I started like, I was like looking up things and yeah, you know, yeah. just being like trying to remember um, because there's like just so much like going on in that film. And then also like I've been trying to catch up on films in general. So I've been yeah. like I think yeah. I've watched like six films in the last four days um but uh like i actually watched a there's a great video somewhere on i think it's on youtube it's got to be on youtube it's always on youtube um <laughs> about <laughs> like where the fuck else would it be facebook I, I mean probably but maybe but um uh it's uh like talking about the, basically doing the behind the scenes and it just yeah. it, it was able to remind me like how uh how good the score was because it was one, I mean, one of the good, one of the things about the score in this film in the way that like, you know, most films you don't get to have because it's not animated yeah, um, yeah. and it has to be realistic sounds and that whatever is the score emphasizing and being part of the, the sound the hits the, you know, the, whatever yeah. the spider, the web, the, the crashing to a building or whatever. Oh like, yeah. It, you know what? That, as you're, as you're saying this, it, it kind of is coming back to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and so, I mean, like that to me is like whenever a film can do that really well. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's why, like, you know, uh, like Bur uh, Birdman. Oh my God, um, Michael Keaton. Um, he won the Academy Award for it. Birdman, yeah. Birdman, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rick and Morty has kind of fucked me up on that. Well, I mean, uh, it's like, also like Birdman is a thing that actually exists. Because, yeah, no, like. <laughs> Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. It's not Which I, I genuinely wanted to be the sequel to Birdman, by the way. Just... <laughs> yeah. I don't think he'd work for that, but um, <laughs> Michael Keaton would at least. Um, but, um, but like, you know, I mean, just the drum solo and whatever, it's just like where it's just like, it's, you know, jazz and like yeah. the way that film was shot, whatever. It's just like, you have to give the score, the, the Academy Award for that. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. a question, you know, um, especially when it's not like um, a movie about, a musician yeah, or something exactly. like that. Like it's, there's not the justification for the bear, which is still can deserve it. I mean, like there's, you know, whatever, but and um, again, this is one of the first years in a long time that I feel like we, we haven't had like a biopic of a musician or something to kind of fall back on and be like, Oh, all of our music things are covered. Um, oh, well, I mean, if, if we, I don't, the problem is none of us saw, um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and also everything I've heard about it sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah and even then like I other than like, his performance is supposedly ridiculous He's, that, that probably would have that but. probably could have won our best use of pop music especially because we <laughs> true, true other than me loving spider-verse we didn't have any but but again like i i just didn't i didn't have it in me for that one especially because it was like up against three other things that i really wanted to see yeah, at the time yeah. i don't know i mean once once basically i heard that it's like it was a weird sex shaming film basically yeah. like had so much not only from the person who fucking at least directed most of it um which is a little weird but uh also like just it's kind of inherent in his character like yeah I mean, how do you make a film you're like oh we're gonna do a film about uh <laughs> but but yeah anyway <laughs> Continue. Let's continue. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what we'll say into the Spider Verse for score because you kind of sold me on it. Because as as you were talking about it, I could remember what we were talking about. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, next one was was best casting, um, which is a, a category I actually had five nominees for. Uh, I got Black Panther, Sorry to Bother You, Monster Party, Into the Spider Verse, and The Domestics. Uh, and and I'm it's it's always a weird thing for me casting because like the bigger your product is, yeah. the more it's like I have. I, like for for Black Panther, it's like there's a million phenomenal actors in there, but they also have 160 million dollars to get literally anybody they want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, any anybody you uh, you have on your list that uh, that I overlooked? Um, I think we have a completely different <laughs> list. Um, I mean, I agree with I, I agree with you on all of those points. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm not disagreeing. It just um, widows, mm -hmm. um, which like for me was the uh, for me was the best casting of the year. Like. Yeah. Every character is dead on there, and um, just the way the film is, it's it's like again. But also had Man Mandy, mm -hmm. like Shit. yeah, <laughs> uh, which I I forgot. I mean, that actually should have been. Um, actually, have we done? Wait, do we have screenplay? Yeah, we did. Yeah, Shit, we... I I apologize uh, to. <laughs> To the writers of Mandy, yeah, I, especially I considering I'm friends with them on Twitter. Um, I, I don't know why I didn't think to put that on there because it is definitely by far my one of my favorite scripts uh, of the year. Um, Retroactively one of our yes. nominees, especially because yeah. we had so few nominees in the screenplay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, where is it? Uh, Mandy, eighth grade. Um, again, almost solely because it's so difficult to cast. Um, it's that eight that age yeah, um, yeah. and do it and also i mean just like jesus christ to find a find a young actress who's willing to go through that role and like just because she's like she has pimples and she's like she's a fucking eighth grader like mm -hmm. she looks like a fucking eighth grader as opposed to like you watch mean girls and shit like you know i mean just every other high school like that age film and they're like no one looked like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like maybe they looked like that from afar but even the hottest girl in ninth grade you got within a foot of them and like, you're like, Oh, like the only reason you're gorgeous. I mean, whatever is that's insulting, but well, like anyone, anyone who looked good, you get within a foot of them and you're like, Oh Jesus. And half of that film, half of, half of uh, eighth grade is basically like close up selfie. Like the camera yeah. is in her fucking face, uh, just reacting and stuff like that. And it's like that, that's incredible. Um, I, I also, and then um, hotel Artemis. Um, okay. just because the crazy eclectic cast is so, and everyone's great in it. I mean, yeah, everyone's yeah. so much fucking fun, um, in a film that could be really bad, um, because, uh, it just, because it's so, it has like an absurd, obviously it's, it's a Jeff, Go Jeff Goldblum's in it. So of course it's an absurd film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, like he gives a, a great Jeff Goldblum performance, which I think is very rare. Um, yes. As much as everyone on the internet, everyone loves him. I don't think he's always, he's fantastic, but yeah. like yeah. he's fantastic in films that directors know how to control him. Yes. Like he was fucking great in Jurassic Park. No doubt about that. He was fucking fantastic in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. No doubt about that. Like, and he was fucking great in, um, because he played a slightly different Jeff Goldblum <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in, uh, in uh, Hotel Artemis. And it was also really fantastic to see that movie, like in kind of the same, what same a year of uh, Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially I think Ragnarok like hit Netflix, like the same, almost the same time as, as that did. So it was like in my head space a lot more, but yeah. So for you, it's widows. Is that, yeah. Is 
Yeah. Uh, why don't we uh, do another uh, splitting of the thing? And uh, uh, just because, like, I haven't seen most of your movies, uh, and and I, I love. Have you watched Mandy yet? I forgot whether you've survived through. Yes. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and, yeah. I, I watched, and and I love the casting on Mandy. But I, I'm yeah. gonna I, I'm gonna split it down the middle, and I'm gonna uh, give it to Widows and the Domestics. Because okay. again, I think that the thing that really made the domestics a movie that stuck with me <clears throat> was the casting. Like I yeah. thought, I thought that uh, all four of kind of the major players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, none of them were giving Academy Award level performances, but they were at exactly the level they needed to be for this yep. movie. They had exactly the presence they needed to have for this movie, and it was just it was one of those films where. Uh, it, you could tell it was probably shot in 28 days or something. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they can bring these people together in that period of time and make it work. Yeah. Uh, it, to me, it was like, uh, it was, it was a, a really remarkable kind of group, uh, which is ironic because the next thing we're going to talk about is, is ensemble cast. And I didn't have them nominated for it. Uh, <laughs> but again, it's because like they weren't delivering that kind of next level performances, but they yeah. were delivering, they were exactly the actors that the movie needed. I almost, I'm just happy to see Kate Bosworth back too. Yeah. I'm looking at, because I was like, wait a minute, has she been in anything lately? And it's like, Oh, she's been doing TV. uh, It looks like, but, um, and, and it's just like, Oh fuck. I forgot how much I like her. And it's, yeah. And (laughs) that's the movie where Superman and Lois Lane are married. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ensemble cast, uh, why don't why don't you start with that one because I only have a, a few uh, widows again um, <laughs> and sorry to bother you and uh, annihilation yeah um, uh, I think all films that have like you could just pull out almost any character out of there and they should get best supporting mm-hmm. you know because it's also like I mean. Annihilation, it's Natalie Portman is the main character. Yeah. And, I mean, like they have clear main characters, but um, honestly, like I know with all three of those films, I'm like, I, if they, if they, if there's a way they could do it and they could spend 20 minutes of a hour and a half or hour and 45 minute long film with one of those other characters, I wouldn't necessarily be, you know, yeah, I wouldn't be angry because it would make sense, which yeah. is, which is tough to do. I think it's always tough to do in a film to have, like five i mean each one of these films have uh four or five characters yeah. who each could have mo- you could have like an extra 20 minutes on and it's like that's that's fair that's rare yeah. you know even in avengers i don't know if you know i can think about that too many times you know it's no. like yeah. we have like five characters i'm like i don't know if i want to spend another 20 minutes with spider-man in that yeah you know, in yeah that film. And, you know, no. it's like yeah uh yeah mine mine for ensemble cast i had black panther mandy and sorry to bother you uh, <laughs> And so, uh, I, and, and for me, uh, it really like, for me, I, I, I was, I was feeling pretty strongly for sorry to bother you just because it was one of those movies. Like you said, it's like everybody in that movie was, was pretty fully realized in spite of the fact that they were all kind of weird archetypes and every actor in the movie gave a performance that just rose to the level where it's just like, okay, this isn't about just casting. It's more than that. Yeah. Um, so, do you have a strong uh, opinion on whether to give it to I, I will, or to split it between that and? I will. I will concede to because I I was very torn. Um, I kind of half flipped a coin on on yeah. assemble cast. 
Um, the only reason I, I leaned in my initial um, thing what towards Widows just because mm. it felt more like an ensemble cast and the fact that because it's a it's a heist movie and yeah. there's like three or four people who are like those that there's three people that are like basically three are kind of main characters and then you know and then there's a bunch of other really great characters yeah as opposed to me like sorry to bother you has um really realistically two main characters yeah um and realist and even more so like just one main character like clearly Keith is the center of the film right um yeah. without a doubt and uh i mean widows is clearly a center of the film uh because it's kind of told from that perspective but yeah. uh yeah um but yeah no i would lean I, i'll 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 concede to sorry not really a con concession right, um, right. Uh, well, it's, it's always that thing of like uh if if we both have separate lists and there's only one overlap yeah. it's like <laughs> There has to be a really strong feeling about about one of the other ones that we did, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, who did you have for supporting actress? What is your What are your thoughts? Um, I had. Um, oh, I had um, uh, Gina Rodriguez from An Hour Um I had Tessa Thompson from seventy five different films. Um, <laughs> uh, realistically, sorry to bother you. Um, and then uh, Elizabeth uh, Debicki uh, from Widows. Um, <clears throat> she played a very complicated role. Um, I'm kind of running through in my head and I won't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's just, I'm like, it's not really spoilers, but like there's decisions made and you, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, anyway, but yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I think you can kind of have some idea from the trailer, but like, she i also i also like when someone who doesn't like she was uh in guardians of Gal uh, galaxy volume two which is where i recognize her from she was yeah that's right one of the she was what the she actually was one of the main characters in the film um uh but she was uh, the, the leader of the the gold people yeah 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 um but like she what she was in the great gatsby mm -hmm. like but other than that like she's had roles, but not, you know, yeah. um, but like, this was to me, this is one of those like, wow, breakout performances. Um, and not in a like big fucking way. It's not like acting yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know, usually it's like, Oh, it's a breakout performance, but no, it was just like, she, I think she was, her character could have been very easily the weak point in the film. Mm -hmm. And she blew it away. Like she just knocked it right out of the fucking park. And, and that part of me is because I don't know her. The other two characters in the film is Viola Davis and um, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Who, yeah, yeah. Like I love both of those characters. Like Michelle Rodriguez, I genuinely would marry her tomorrow. Like I love her that much. Um, <laughs> but uh, Viola Davis is just, you know, if she's yeah. in a film, it's like, okay. It's like, which I, which I always feel bad because it's like, there's, there's, a, there's those actors and actresses that are like, of course they're going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I can't picture Viola Davis not being good in her role. Like, mm -hmm. like I literally, like I can picture Liam, you know, uh, Liam being bad in his roles. Yeah, yeah. There's been a ton of them. Um, and there's a, a snowplow film coming out. Um, but, oh, uh, <laughs> which did you know that's a remake? No, I did not. It is the remake of a, uh, a Scandinavian film. Uh, I believe. Oh, okay. my, I think my aunt told me, but, but yeah, that's so fucking weird. But anyway, yes. Uh, yeah, my uh, 
the the list that I had, and again, I haven't seen Widows, which which skews my. Um, I had Letitia Wright from Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, who plays his sister, mm-hmm. uh, Tessa Thompson from Sorry to Bother You, and Aaron Moriarty, Moriarty from Monster Party, who plays yeah. the the daughter who gets uh, essentially embroiled into the side of the good guys. Yeah, uh, and and I just I thought that this is one of the this is one of those years I I didn't have a like a runaway favorite at all. Mm-hmm. But it's like there, there were there were a lot of really good like even you could literally go down Black Panther and just kind of say any it, like there wasn't a female who had enough screen time to be a lead actress I don't think yeah. but it's like you could take any woman out of that cast and make a compelling argument for a supporting actress <laughs> um, uh, yeah. thing um, uh, wh- what do you think what because I again I'll kind of defer to you having seen widows which i've heard nothing but good things about i know debicki is is brilliant in a bunch of things um if it's you uh is it her or is it tessa i think it's tessa and 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 albeit like the academy would just be like it's one role yeah but like she just you know (laughs) like she's so good in everything she does and well and and she's a supporting actress in everything that she does so like a sporting, she's the sporting role in everything yeah. that she does, which kind of sucks. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have her nominated for lead actress for Creed up, up the list a little bit, but that's really just a matter of uh, my, my like, well, if you're the main character's wife then you're probably the the leading lady um but you're i mean in terms of screen in terms of screen time you're right i don't think there was a a, a noticeable difference in screen time between sorry to bother you and creed 2 yeah then it's i mean then it's hard honestly though because i mean like and i guess that's i don't know that's like slightly sexist or what for me to think that like she was the supporting well i mean i mean but creed I think I think it's I don't think it's sexist. I think it really is the fact that she didn't have a ton of screen time. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, because it was a remake of Rocky Four in a lot of ways, and so you you spend yeah. a lot of time with him, like, off on his own doing Rocky Four things. Yeah. Um, and of course, like the at the end of the day, Rocky was about the relationship between Rocky and Adrian, and up to now. Creed has been really about the relationship between Adonis and Rocky and every other relationship is kind of secondary, even though the relationship that he has with Bianca is really kind of wonderful. Yeah. And so I think that it, it, it's like, I could have gone either way on either of them. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, just, I, mean, I, I have a, I had, I had a tough time. I mean, for me, Tessa Thompson uh, topped because of just kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Roles. Um, but like if it's an individual role versus an individual role, um, like even, you know, if it was Elizabeth Becky versus uh, Tessa Thompson um, yeah. in Sorry to Bother You, then it's Elizabeth Becky, like mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson. And, and that's vaguely a like Tessa Thompson's it's it's a it's a kind of the role. Um, yeah, it's not it's it's a great role, but it's not um, I think like Tessa Thompson's best as a like a, a michelle rodriguez type usually like where she's yeah, like the kick yeah. you know, lead or or, or or whatever you know like like i i, I mean I, she'll that'll never happen but it's just like you know like tessa thompson would be great as actually no i don't think it would work i was i was just thinking as like a as like kind of a mila jovovich villain but except i love mila jovovich but 
she doesn't have the acting chops that um, Thompson does. Um, And partially just because I don't think that she was ever given the chance to do it as much. Yeah. Yeah, She got it. She got in that, that, that world. And then was like, why the fuck would I do anything? (laughs) Exactly. Like, why would I not do a resident evil once a year for my entire career and make $50 million? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Probably not that much, but. Uh, One thing before we get too far in, um, I feel like we uh, I skipped something because I added something to your list after I had already written down my stuff. Um, so before we get too deep into the acting things, do you want to talk about hero and villain? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> why don't you give me your nominees first? Because I have to find where I wrote them down. <laughs> um, I had um, uh, the kind of got bad bad reviews and i don't know why kin um eli uh solinsky um the kid um from kin uh and he was fucking fantastic in it um he not only did like oh i'm sorry for hero hero yeah yeah yeah. start with hero yeah Yeah, unfortunately um like the big drawback on the film franco was the villain in that film and fuck Uh, no um he just played us uh james franco like yeah. slimy yeah. character or whatever. Um, but uh, which actually it worked more than any other film that I've seen before, but I think the film was just solid enough. Like it's, if if you don't remember Ken, it's the film that you're watching the trailer and like, Oh, they're doing a predator film. This is an uh-huh. interesting rip off of predator. And then you go, Oh my God, no, it's not. It's just a lower budget film about a kid who finds a, what they think is probably an aliens like alien technology or gun or something like that. And his yeah. brother, you know, goes to jail or uh, is just out of jail and is like, owes money to Franco, who's a drug dealer, of course, um, and owes money to him. And then they go on, you know, a chase thing. Um, yeah. And uh, like, he is really fucking good in it. Um, and he's a, he's a great young hero. Um my other one is uh, uh, Venom, um, mm-hmm. just because I liked it being complicated, because <laughs> mm-hmm. like, um, he turns out to be a hero. Um, I didn't know whether for hero, whether we were talking about the actual character or we were talking about the actor playing the character. I think it's a, um, I think but... it's a, a to use a, a Venom appropriate term, a symbiosis of the two. Uh, <laughs> nice. I, I, for me, it was I was mostly concerned with like the characters themselves yeah. because th- this gives you an opportunity to kind of yeah. recognize things that that don't nec- like that that aren't exactly just the best actor kind of. Uh, but my, my, my third one, uh, which I, I, I think was the best of the year was uh, blue from Jurassic world. <laughs> I, I, I hated Jurassic world. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I like blue though. <laughs> I hated Jurassic world too, or as well. Um, but, uh, um, I love, uh, blue. <laughs> uh, my, uh, I had four nominees. Uh, I had, uh, Kate Bosworth's character from the domestics, Haley Steinfeld from Bumblebee. Uh, Chadwick Boseman and Adonis Creed. Uh, and I know that I was freely wandering back and forth between actor and character yeah. names uh, in the course of that. Uh, uh, I, I, I liked Steinfeld for this, a lot of the same reason that you're talking about with the kid from Kin in terms of like, she had this kind of, she was an archetypal young protagonist uh, and, and, there's something fundamentally heroic about her character in that movie uh, mm-hmm. that, that appeals to me on this level of like, 
talking about great heroes and great villains. Yeah. Um, I also liked Kate Bosworth in, in domestics. And as much as I love the domestics and as much as I love Tyler Hecklin's Superman, yeah. uh, I didn't nominate him for hero. Uh, and it's, it's cause Kate Bosworth's character drove the plot of that movie. Uh, and there were a bunch of times where, uh, you know, a hard decision had to be made and it came down to her and, and Bosworth really sold the performance. She sold the kind of, she had that manic desperation that bordered on crazy. Yeah. Uh, she had a really great, uh, I liked the way that she played their relationship, which is that she had like, she was, cause she was working with her essentially ex-husband. She had essentially left this guy and then the world ended. And now it's like, okay, well you wanted to get, get back together. Here's your chance. Come with me and risk our lives driving across the country for nothing. Um, (laughs) And, and so like, to me, I, I, there was, there was something really kind of believable about her, in the, in that movie, uh, at, that to me, like, uh, Tyler Hecklin's character, as much as I like him, he was just kind of, he was a prop. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he was, he was playing the role that the wife would usually play in a thing like this, where the husband's yeah. like, I'm going to go on a roaring rampage of revenge and you've got to be here. So you don't <laughs> die while I'm gone, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. but, uh, uh, and and Bozeman, I, I you know both both Chadwick Bozeman and Michael B. Jordan are kind of on the list because like they are the main characters of very good films. They take they play these characters extremely well, yeah. um, and and you know especially in in uh, especially in the case of Michael B. Jordan, I think he's one of the the finest actors currently working. Yeah. Um, to me, they didn't radiate off the screen in the same way that uh, that some of these other characters we're talking about did but they definitely like kind of deserve to be on the list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, one of the, one of the things too is like, if this was <laughs> like, I, I would say, well, of course it's Chadwick Boseman. Like yeah. just because yes, he, he played not only is his character, the best hero, like out of all of the ones mm-hmm. that we have, like he's developed and in, in, in the film is the best out of the ones that we're talking about within this, in this genre and like, and so on and so on. But it's just like, but, that's for kind of the um, uh, critics or for the uh, uh, people's choice award sort of yeah, like he'd yeah. win or the Nickelodeon one he'd win. <laughs> but like, that's the only reason why I'm just like, I didn't think I didn't even, I didn't even have them on the list because like, uh, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think Captain America was really great. And yeah, in, yeah. And they, I mean, like, I like where his, I like where his character's gone better than almost anybody else's other than maybe black, you know, other than like black Panther. Um, just because like, I like that he's uh, kind of the only one that's actually evolved yeah. as a hero, as opposed to like Iron Man, who's kind of just become an asshole more and more, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, um, and they, you know, they destroyed so many other characters in that film, um, that, you know, it's like their kind of heroic nature went away with punching Thanos in the yeah, face yeah. and whatever. Um, and, or just sitting and viewing all the different scenarios and doing nothing, um, with all of your powers and everything that you have, you can't fucking do something. Um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I would, if it was the, like, not our list, I would go absolutely for Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I like, I jokingly, I jokingly 
had blue as my yeah. as my favorite but i realistically i think the more more i think about it uh i would personally lean towards um uh eli um i'm trying to remember his actual character name oh his extra character name is eli and nice yeah it's uh, actually uh miles uh truett from black lightning oh uh, nice he's uh 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 isa williams yeah yeah uh, so yeah uh but uh, which is not only the reason why I recommend I, I do again, like yeah, we, haven't, yeah. we haven't talked about this because I just it was a red box thing that I yeah. picked up um, and uh, I can't recommend it enough, which is I, I think possibly the first time I ever said that about a, uh, a film that has a Franco in it. No, actually, <laughs> I forget it. Uh, didn't doesn't. Um, oh, no, no, no. That's not a Franco, is it? Anyway, uh, I thought that uh, I thought that Baywatch had a Franco in it, possibly. Oh no, no that doesn't. was uh, that was the guy from High School Musical, uh, Zach. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well, why don't we split the difference and and <laughs> well, because again, like I, I what was what was your other one? Because you had one that I actually was like, oh shit, that's actually a good one. Uh, uh, Haley Steinfeld from Bumblebee. Oh hi, Haley, yeah, and yeah. I, that was and like she's not on there just literally because I did this before we saw. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's yeah, that's a tough one because she's she's in a better film. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, Bumblebee is better than Ken. Um, mm -hmm. just in the way that it doesn't have Franco in it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I just fucking hate him so much. Um, but, uh, I don't know how the fuck he has a career. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'll lean, I'll, 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 uh, concede to, uh, to Haley because I, I fucking love her. Like in everything she does, she's great. Um, and she's one of those actresses that I'm like, like, I, I don't know how she gets. Obviously, Bumblebee should have been yeah. a huge film, like, and just because of placement and so many other things. Um, but like, she's one of those people where it's just like, how the fuck doesn't she have a bigger career? Like, th this is this is one of the things that pisses me off about um, male and female characters uh, or actors. Mm -hmm. um, in, in she is, in some ways, the equivalent to um, what's a schmuck from Transformers. Yeah, um, buff as at that age, like on the younger end. And I am endlessly per perplexed how Shia LaBeouf had a career in, in yeah. the way that he did. He has done many good roles. Mm -hmm. um, he has been, he's, he can be a very good actor um, right. given the right role. Like he was fucking fantastic in holes. He was fantastic in, um, was it battle for shaker heights? I think he was in. Yes. Um, and um, uh, both roles that like, didn't have to do too much, but he was great in yeah. um, like, they were both, you know, like whatever films and like one's an indie rom-com type thing, like garden state. And the, if yeah. I remember correctly, I don't know. It's been ages. Um, and the other one was a kid's, you know, basically a kid's adaptation, young adult novel adaptation, yeah. like both hold up. He's still great in. Um, and uh, he's done some other stuff like pretty solid. Uh, but it's like one of those, like how did he have like 17 fucking blockbuster films? Remember that fucking film? Like, was it eyes? something oh like yeah yeah huge fucking empire empire of the state sort of level like he was a fucking like will smith level star for like 15 minutes in 12 films because oh yeah pump them out and you're like none of them made money for him yeah. like i mean it was literally like the transformers franchise you could have plopped in a fucking <laughs> yeah yeah. like whatever a fucking <laughs> sex doll and it would have been fine uh, but had been probably better acting in those films mm -hmm. uh, but and probably would have been more along the lines of the casting that uh, the director would have wanted but that's true anyway 
but yeah anyway uh so. all right so for villain uh probably probably no surprises coming from me uh i i have uh julian mcmahon from party monster uh army <laughs> hammer sorry. from uh sorry to bother you mm -hmm. uh, michael b jordan from black panther uh I can never remember his last name. Uh, Abdul Yaheen the second from Aquaman, Black pa Black Manta, yeah, and uh, Katie Burgess from the Jurassic Games. <laughs> um, I had uh, Venom. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the things from Quiet a Quiet Place. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and Killmonger. Um, and yeah. uh, I lean towards Killmonger because he's just a fucking great villain. Yeah, um, he really in, is. in all the ways that a villain a good villain is, which is complicated. Yeah. It's not simple, you know, uh, things like that. Like he has a, doesn't quite have a redemption arc because yeah. I hate when they have a redemption arc, honestly, because then they're not a villain, but uh, they're complicated, you know, whatever they're anti-hero or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, but he um, was the best part of one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. Uh, and he's the bad guy. Yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah. I, I do want to say that I still, to this day, uh, I, 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 I'm really impressed by Katie Burgess. Like uh, if, if not for Michael B. Jordan, I think Katie Burgess probably would have been my pick just because like she was so much more interesting than that movie needed her to be. <laughs> um, and, and it was just one of those things where I was just like, uh, because of the, the kind of movie it was and the fact that she was like the teenage girl, I'm just like, Oh, so yeah. she's there. So she can die immediately. Um, and and uh, I thought that she gave a, a really good kind of creepy performance. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd still be willing to bet money that if they make the Jurassic Games sequel, that mm -hmm. there will be a CGI version of Joy, who is the new uh, the new host. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, we should we should try to actually get a set visit to our next film, uh, Agenda Eleven, um, out in October 2019, which is almost certainly being shot in Oklahoma by the same people. It is not actually. No? It is oh. uh, well. It'd be very interesting how they would do it because it takes uh, takes place off the coast of Florida, um, uh, and it's uh, a treasure hunter. <laughs> so uh, unless they do it in a large amount of pools in a lake, <laughs> yeah, which I wouldn't put it past that crew. But <laughs> uh, I, I'll have to look. I'll have to ask. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's one of those like again like it's funny because that is a movie that is exactly what you expect it to be in a lot of ways and it's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination but I, I i enjoyed the heck out of it and i thought that she in particular like stood out i remember at the time we watched it like right after having seen avengers and i'm just like you know everybody loves thanos and like i kind of like joy more than i like thanos <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right so now that we've done those uh let's yeah. let's bop back up to supporting actor um I actually only had two uh, people nominated for supporting actor. Uh, I had Michael B. Jordan and Steven Yun from Sorry to Bother You. Um, because those were the two kind of non-lead characters that stuck out at me as like really owning their, their shit in, in movies this year. Yeah. The only person that I would add um, would be um, Sylvester Stallone in Creed. Oh, yeah. Um, and that mainly had to do with like i think that was this was one of his one of his best role best acting roles i mean mm -hmm. at least his delivery of his the 
Rocky soliloquies, you know, was, was quite, was quite excellent. Yeah. Um, And um, he was more, it felt like he was more put aside in this film. Like just his, what he had to do to an extent. Like he had, he had had a heart attack. You know what I mean? Like he had like, he had things to do in in Creed because he almost died. Um, So there was like acting moments um, that, you know, that he did, more than fine at he did yeah. Sylvester Stallone doing a good job fine at I guess <laughs> um which that's really condescending but he's um but I, and I don't mean it that way um right, right he's no it's just like it's Sylvester Stallone it's like you know it's like you know there's a handful of actors that like you're clearly paying them for who they are and yeah, yeah. and there's like different levels it's not like Nick Cage where it's like there's like <laughs> <laughs> there's a range <laughs> you know yeah you can have yeah. leaving las vegas you can still pull leaving las vegas out of nick cage i think or you could have mandy or you could have you know yeah, yeah. 12 different versions within the middle um <laughs> but uh um i think that he he pulled he he did a uh more than solid more than kind of needed and uh he was one of the more interesting parts of that film. Um, And which is saying something because the film is very interesting not to say that, but I mean, actually, you know what? I mean, actually, if we're talking about um, supporting, I mean, I I, I think you got to give Drago. Yeah. um, I was just actually, I was, because I mean, the the Rocky thing, I'm like, you know, uh, he really leveled up in terms of like what he brought to that character. And I thought that that was a, and, and a lot of that was writing. They gave him so much more to work with this time oh, yeah. around, but yeah. like, yeah, he was a, he was terrific. And again, like that li- literally just slipped my mind because I was, uh, I was like in the, the zone of like the same three or four movies that yeah. are sticking out at everything. Yeah. But yeah, both Stallone and, and, and Lundgren yeah. absolutely kind of deserve a, uh, deserve a shout out because yeah. And then again, like, uh, Lundgren in particular, I thought was really terrific in the sense that he gave a really nuanced performance that, that like, it still felt holistically like it was part of Ivan Drago, yeah. but so wildly different than, you know, Drago from before. Cause like, that's the thing is that like, at the end of the day, part of the reason that Stallone is delivering Academy Award level performances for Rocky at this point is because it's, it's Rocky. Like mm. he's been doing it for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, whereas this is only Lundgren's second time in Drago and Drago's at a very, very different place in his life. And he managed yeah. to really like every scene he was in, he was, yeah. uh, I've almost is, talked myself into yeah. Lundgren as I'm talking. I mean, you. I, I, I just, I, 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 I talked myself into it or you, yeah, you yeah. talked me into it too. <laughs> well, no, but it's because like, I, and it's one thing and like, it's, it's always unfortunate to kind of other great actors who, you know, have those roles at those mm-hmm. times. But I mean, like when, an actor who has always been either one way or just like not an Academy Award actor. You know, yeah, I mean, like yeah. when Bruce Willis turns in that role, when he turns in, was it Signs, right? He yeah. won, I think, or at least nominated. I think he, he was nominated. I don't think he won, but not I could Signs. Be wrong. What am I saying? Um, uh, I see dead people. Um, uh, I, that's what he, I. Uh, <laughs> the Sixth Sense. <laughs> 
Six Sense, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I was like, signs, wait, no, that was Mel Gibson. Um, but I mean, Mel Gibson's the same deal. It's just like Mel Gibson, yeah, always yeah. a great actor, whatever, but like he turns in a performance. I mean, and that's like, it, it pissed me off that when Jean-Claude Van Damme did uh, JCVD, because mm. he got fucking no love for it. Yeah. And like, yeah. you watch that film, he's fucking great in that film. Like, yeah. it's a, oh, yeah. it, it has, it's a ridiculous, surreal, it's an artistic, like they wrote the film for him to do well in, like, yeah, obviously, yeah. like, you can see all of these things. Um, but like, it pisses me off that like, you should, I mean, and because it's like, and, it, and to, to an extent, it's unfair that like, you know, somebody who's always been fantastic and does even a better role one year may get, not get on the list because you're like, well, fuck, we have to give, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, Nick Cage winning for leaving Lex Vegas. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, um, I mean, like, I, I think he's, a, I think Nick Cage can be a, a fantastic actor and has done a lot of fantastic role. And as much as I liked, uh, leaving Las Vegas, I think he won that role because it was a punishment film. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I'm going to, you know, in the same way, it's like, you know, it's just like, um, how, um, uh, my left foot, uh, was for, you know, um, and like just films was like, Oh, I'm paralyzed or I have limitations on me or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, yeah, no, we get it. We get it. We get it. Um, but, um, but like, I, I like, recognizing when because if especially if it encourages them to do it you know yeah, more yeah, exactly. versus like if you got heaps of praise i don't i don't think i never read any praise for for him um on the film i mean there wasn't like a lot of talk around creature right, yeah, yeah. in, in general but um and i think one of the problems was is that there were so many of that level film yeah again like we talked about how there was no you know, 40, $50 million Academy Award blockbuster film sort of yeah. thing. And, and so the, since there were so many B plus a minus films that were in the, you know, 20 to $30 million range or something, you know, whatever, I don't yeah. know what, you know, I don't know what that would be. Um, but, and all of them did well enough for the yeah. most part, you know, none of them like were huge standouts, you know, in general. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh but yeah so I, I like i said i think i've i think we talked ourselves into lundgren uh and, and again like that 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 diminishes it like it's definitely deserved because oh like, yeah 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 it's just yeah, a matter it's, of like it's, it's weird that we it's weird that both of us forgot it and then remembered it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's like wait a minute because we I, I think we can cut back to our review of it and we both mentioned we talked quite a bit about how great his performance was and how yeah. it was step up not only you know it's like character because he has he's also had opportunities too like he's done films yeah. where he could have done really well and he's done okay but not like that level yeah 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 i mean i i thought too that like this just looking at aquaman like the, he that that was a role that he could have kind of <laughs> killed because yes. it it was one of the more nuanced roles in the in the movie uh and again like that I, I don't know how much you had to work with in terms of he didn't have a ton of screen time and all that, yeah. but it's a good, like that is just a Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren role yeah. and not like he didn't elevate it the way that he did with Drago. Yeah. Uh, I do think that at this point in his life, he has to know uh, that Drago is yeah, like one of the two or three characters that will follow him for the, for the rest of his life. Yeah. And that probably well, I mean, plays a role. I mean, Stallone has two, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, like that's not bad. I mean, like, uh, I mean, Stallone has had a very wide and very, very career more so than, you know, uh, Dolph Lundgren, but, yeah. uh, um, but still, you know, I, I'm a big Stallone fan and he's still 
uh, Rocky and Rambo. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. And 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 then all that he is is uh, for other than that he's variations. I mean, Expendables yeah. is variations. And well, and I mean, even it it speaks it speaks volumes that there's been three Expendables movies, and I could not tell you the name of his character in those movies if you put a gun to my head. Yeah, I don't know. And and so like the the idea of like as a character, uh, like that guy's just Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. You know, which I mean is kind of part of the selling point of the yeah. Expendables. Don't take me wrong. Like the that whole franchise is built around the idea that every single actor in it is larger than life, and we're getting them to be that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, best actress. Uh, who did you have? Because I imagine you're gonna uh, pitch for Widows, and and I haven't seen it yet. Um, I have uh, on my list is Elsie uh, uh, Fisher from Eighth Grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie Portman from Annihilation, Tessa Thompson from <laughs> I literally said everything this year. Yeah. Um, and Viola Davis. And I, I lean towards Viola Davis because I think she's actually, she's probably going to win the Academy Award this yeah. year for this role. I'll, we can, I, I'll go for that because Viola <laughs> Davis, as you said, is, is never bad. And we gave Tessa Thompson uh, a previous award. So, because <laughs> um, that's the way these things work. <laughs> it is when your award when your oh, award yeah, yeah. show is hosted out of a video store, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean it's one of those things. You're like yeah, yeah. you've already spoken at great length about what made her performance special, uh, yeah. and, and so it's one of those one of those things where I, I'm certainly not going to disagree. I didn't have any. I didn't have any really strong feelings on. I, I like literally. I had. Tessa Thompson and then a bunch of question marks. Cause it was just like when I was, by the time I got yeah. to this category, my brain was half working and <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that many. Uh, I, I probably should have put Steinfeld on here just because like it's, it was a female led movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I fully, I, I Davis is a solid candidate. Cause again, like you said, nothing she does is ever not good. She was good in fucking suicide squad. Yeah. Um, all right, so my best actor nominees, uh, I had Nick Cage from Mandy, uh, Michael B. Jordan from Creed Two, Lakeith Stanfield from Sorry to Bother You. Yep. Um, I had uh, Nick Cage and uh, Lakeith and Christian Bale from Vice. Ah. We haven't seen that. Uh, in this instance, I would lean towards Cage because this is like uh, kind of the JCVD uh, effect <laughs> of... <laughs> Uh, of what you were talking about. Um, yeah. I, it, like, here's the thing. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield gave a phenomenal performance, but it was a, a performance that um, there, there, I can think of two or three other guys who could have done something very similar and the movie still would have worked yeah. without Nick Cage. Mandy does not happen. Like it doesn't yeah. function. <laughs> yeah. Certainly at that level too. Um, yeah. My, my only thing was, um, and this is one of the problems, like I didn't particularly think vice was a fantastic film, mm-hmm. but Jesus fucking Christ did Christian Bale nail Dick Cheney. Yeah. And, and again, I haven't seen that which, one yet. So which is to... a problem, uh, which is like one of those like questions I always go like, and I, I think I, I've at least seen some criticism about, about this idea is that like, is just mimic is yeah, just, yeah. you know, parroting or whatever that person i'm like he embodied 
Cheney yeah. in a way that we didn't see because obviously we never we don't know. But like him at twenty, at him at thirty years old or whatever, yeah. and no fucking clue he was, and he's you know he's got his shirt off in a locker room sort of thing. Yeah. Um. And I'm not. I, I don't give a shit about uh the weight gain and stuff like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's always like I think even Christian Bale's like I'm done. This yeah. is my last time. I think he said he's done, which I fucking hope so because he's gonna fucking kill himself. Yes. Yeah, um, he's already had a heart attack and like I think liver issues and things Jesus like that. Christ. It's like, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, um, but like it, there's a, like, there's a point where you get past the road, which I don't even think that, um, um, what's his name and did in darkest hour, um, which I, I still, I've watched it a second time now and I still don't like that film that much. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I, I think he's fine. Like he yeah. did a very good job. Like, yes, it, it, exudes churchill in the way that there's jowls and you know yeah. he said a bunch of speeches and he did like you know it's just like you know okay did you do hamlet really well it's like okay did you per pronounce the words and you know and give it that british yeah you know <laughs> whatever feel and it's like okay yeah i guess so but overall the film bored the fuck out of me mm -hmm. um <laughs> never mind the fact that it like also convinced me that like Holy shit, he just gave the mission impossible or mission accomplished speech yeah. on the deck of like everything's burning around you, but we're gonna we're we're doing we're kicking ass. And you're like, wait a minute, no, there's everyone's dead and yeah, <laughs> the Nazis are winning, but okay, sure, lie to us. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, like, I I think that like it is one of those was like I have like Nick Cage has to be commended for that fucking mm -hmm. role. But like, I I'm torn because Christian Bale's performance in there. I mean, I think he's gonna Christian Bale's probably gonna win uh, Academy Award uh, for it. But um, it's just he's so fucking good. And it, yeah. it, one of the part part of the problem is, is that Christian Bale is just so fucking yeah, good. Christian Bale, so <laughs> you know, so it's just like it's kind of like Gary Oldman fan. Um, you know, um, Daniel Day Lewis. Like, there's a handful of actors yeah, who are like. Yeah. I want I want one year like if if I had un you know untold amount of money to just make a film you just you get a fucking ridiculously amazing script with three leading male characters in it and have Christian Bale, Daniel Day-Lewis and Gary Oldman all in the film and just be like fucking go <laughs> like it's just three of those guys in a room or something like that because it's just like so much fucking acting i think they'd fucking all their heads would explode or something <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like as a director just be like okay so here's the trick you can't be method yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh well why don't we why don't we uh get do a co-award for this because I, I, I concede to mandy um I, I, because i mean i think that not only because again it's it's our fucking award show and not <laughs> the academy awards and uh i think that we need to um you know give a little fan service here for what we are um yeah, yeah. and and realize that we're the man we're the we're the mandy award show not not the <laughs> not the academy awards <laughs> Uh, that that's gonna be like the episode tagline <laughs> uh, make sure you tag uh um <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh all right and the last category that i have is best picture uh i had uh black panther sorry to bother you upgrade fallout spider-verse 
Um, I had Spider Verse upgrade. Sorry, uh, sorry to bother you. And Widows, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I really put I put Fallout on there because I thought that you were going to because I didn't have like I haven't seen it, but I figured that we could have a discussion about it. <laughs> um, I mean, I I think I, this is one of the pro inherent problems. Like, I think that uh, um, Fallout is one of the best action films ever created mm -hmm. top to bottom in almost every Shea Weisman form. I do not think it is the best picture film. And right. like whether or not that's me going understanding of what a best picture quote unquote film is with like a little bit of, um, you know, it's like that inherent nature of Academy Awards where it's like, to me, I still go is black Panther a best picture award, you know, nominee even right. like, because there are great fucking action films out there. Like, that but it is like is that a is that like a snobby thing to think about what is a best film you know what is a best film and like on the other hand i my 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 best film of the year is is for this is actually spider-verse yeah. um i uh, i love sorry to bother you i think it's a fucking amazing film mm -hmm. um but for me the unbelievable technical achievements and how perfect it is mm -hmm. wins on on spider-verse like i still i've spent this entire like since we saw it like thinking about it yeah in the way yeah. that i'm like where where's the faults and even being like a complete asshole about like what any I, I can't find, I can't, yeah. I can't find, like, I want to find a fault just yeah, because yeah. it's, you know, I don't know, part of, you know, it's part of criticism almost like, yeah, yeah. but like it is, it is a fucking perfect film. And it's like, those only come so often, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I, like, I remember when, when Fight Club came out yeah. um, and uh, I had a talk with uh, my, uh, my film professor um, was a fil uh, film history professor and he's like the guy that introduced me to Oh Lucky Man and like basically fucked up my entire film. <laughs> um, but uh, um, in, in the best way possible, like um, and we had a discussion because it's like I saw Fight Club and like I asked him, I'm like, I, I fucking love the film. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I'm not as enthusiastic about Fight Club as I used to be, but yeah, I'm also. Yeah twice as old <laughs> you know it's like one of those, like, i think it's very much a film i still like i still when i watch that film i go it is it is perfect i think and that is what he said he didn't like the film right but he didn't like it in many different ways but he said it's a perfect film mm -hmm. um there's nothing wrong with it it's just one of those like the people that i think that if you don't like spider-verse yeah i i think you just don't like it like right. and that's fine it's totally fucking fine you know, and like I can see, I can completely see. Sorry to bother you, like that—that that is a film. It is a fucking. I love this film. Yeah, I fucking yeah. bought it the moment it came out. Like I can't wait for uh, uh, everyone in that film to make another film. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for Boots' next film. Um, and uh, but like, kind of like a lucky man, where I go if somebody watched that film and they said, yeah wasn't really for me i'd yeah. be like totally i understand yeah <laughs> like that is a film that film is an acquired taste i mean yeah and, like i don't think that you can honestly say it was bad um i think you can honestly say you don't like it yeah. um but um 
and but you can find but you, you know what i mean like there are things there are decisions made that the director made like for me spider-verse like i don't see any decisions that um like anyone could say basically like i ran through everything in my head and i'm like i don't think that there's any decisions in that film that you could make other choices with right <laughs> but. yeah and and i i'm gonna agree uh which is funny because for months i've been like yeah the best picture of the year is is sorry to bother you hands down and i think still to this like in terms of my level of enthusiasm and engagement and all that kind of stuff yeah uh that's still the case for me in terms of like my personal, that's my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like you said, in terms of like technical excellence, in terms of ambition, in terms of even just as simple as uh, wanting to uh, speak to the, the theme of the podcast and be like, okay, well if I'm at the store and yeah. I'm telling people, what's the one movie you got to watch this year? Yeah. It has to be Spider-Verse because it's it's not only all of these things, it's smart and it's wonderful and it's, you know, but it's also something literally everybody. Yeah. Uh, not literally everybody because not literally everybody likes anything, but, you know, something that basically every person you talk to is going to be able to enjoy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Spider-Verse is the one <laughs> is that uh, we both walked out or I don't even know if we made it out of the film. Mm -hmm. uh, no, we didn't. We were halfway through the film and we're like, both of us were like, Greg Palast would love this. Uh, uh, yeah. you know, a guy both of us work, uh, work for um, who is a 65, 66 year old uh, Jewish white dude um, yeah. who doesn't like movies that much. <laughs> and, uh, and it's funny because I told him that and he's like, Really? Because somebody else told me that. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's funny. It's just, I'm like, yeah, I think you would like it. Like, I think you'd have to appreciate it. Yeah, like, yeah. he may not like it because he's a comic book fan in the way that, drip, you know, trickle down sort of thing. Um, yeah. But uh, I, yeah, uh, it's it's a film that I think that it, it's kind of, to me, it's like Fight Club, where it's yeah. like, if you're honest with yourself as a film, a person who appreciates films and technical on the technical aspects and script writing and different things, you should be able to watch that film and go, I respect it. I yeah, may not yeah. like it, but I respect it. Um, and there, I mean, there's a ton, there's tons of films out there like that, you know, where it's just mm -hmm. like, I, I, you know, I have a ton of films where it's just like, I respect that it's technically made well. I respect that it's good. I respect everyone else that, that thinks that loves it. I don't fucking like it. Godfather, Godfather two. Like, yeah. I just don't, like it like yeah the, no one's denying that i would never deny that it's a bad film or say that it's a bad film right. all the acting performances are fucking spectacular but just something doesn't jive for me yeah. but i would still i wouldn't put it on my top 100 list or whatever because i don't like it and i've got 300 films that i would i think that are better than godfather 2 personally um but mm -hmm. yeah anyway yeah and for me this was like really a, a like this is the kind of thing where it's like it's it's almost a, a coin toss. It's the like, yeah. I I adored uh, both of these films. I could easily have just like if if you had come in and made a compelling argument for Sorry to Bother You, I could have easily just been like, yeah, you know what, that's the one. <laughs> um, it, it really is that. It's it's like both of those like 
both of these movies are things that I will watch over and over again for years. Both of these are things that I will recommend to the vast majority of people. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just really, it's like you said, the thing with Spider-Verse is that it's so technically flawless. And that, like you said, you don't like movies like that don't exist. Yeah. Like it's not that they don't, but the, Movies well, it's like that, one every three years. I mean, yeah, like, exactly. There's a, there's a, there's like five five to ten thousand films that come out every year. Um, that you know about at least. You know, there's there's yeah. let's say there's three thousand films that you could potentially know about that come out. Like they're on Amazon, they're on whatever, and yeah. every three years you get one film that is. And that's I don't even know about that because I I actually spent a lot of time trying to think about what was the other ones between a Fight Club. And and I don't even think Fight Club is is on the level that Spider Verse is, um, but because it's I mean th and that's vaguely unfair because it's a whole different level of technical right. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean like <laughs> this is this is really bad. But like I uh, I see I I watch Spider Verse in the way that uh, within within the context of animated films in the way that I think that Citizen Kane is appreciated. And the time period of Citizen Kane, mm -hmm. in, in the way, or not even appreciating it because it wasn't really appreciated that well. But like when we look back on film history, like in 30 years, I think that if we look at Spider Verse as something so fucking perfect, um, and my God, my my film my film major <laughs> twitching talking about a a, a, a Spider Man cartoon, um, but it is it is so. It, it's also so perfect of the time, but I think yeah. I think it'll last. Which even Fight Club hasn't. I don't think has lasted as well as 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 I think that this might. And again, well, I think part of it, honestly, is Fight Club was such a contemporary movie at the time, yeah. and uh, so while it was technically perfect it, there's there's elements of it that don't age well just because yeah. like they're they're very contemporary to the moment it was made it, and you can kind of compare that to like in in spider-verse it's it's made to be a comic like there's a rolling timeline of this thing it's basically yeah. timeless in the same yeah. way that like something like gotham is designed to look yeah. timeless or riverdale yeah. uh and and i'm like looking at my bookshelf and again like it it, it i have a lot of movies and a lot of movies that i love mm -hmm. sitting here but like at, when i'm thinking about spider-verse i'm thinking about it and i'm looking at like uh you know the breakfast club and oh brother where art thou and other movies that like are just technically yeah like exactly what they're supposed to be you know yeah uh movies that you're just like you you, you could and and again, I think Oh Brother Where Art Thou is probably uh, a a good example of something that be, that works as well as it does, largely because it was not a contemporary film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas The Breakfast Club, it has the Fight Club thing where it works because it is a contemporary film, but it's dissecting its era and thus allowing people who don't belong to that era to still appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think also Fight Club for me, Fight Club lost a lot of its. Thing just because of the the fan base that took it yeah, um, yeah that like the bro college which completely don't you know not an understanding of the film and da, 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 right right but that the fact that they were able to um take it on um is problematic right um, and it's again it's like that's not a 
faults of the film necessarily um but which it, it's totally unfair but that happens you know i mean yeah, like yeah. films books whatever are taken over by people who are obnoxious you know or people yeah. or whatever or overdrawn i mean like you know harry potter can be a great book but like the fan base it's like okay it was a good book <laughs> like yeah. yeah it does not it's not a life defining but you know um well, I mean, it, I can even point to things like, uh, yeah. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is, uh, if you absent the Sony and Fox uh, movies so that you're just talking about the Marvel films, Guardians 1 is probably my favorite of the Marvel films. Uh, isn't to say it's necessarily the best, but probably my favorite. And even that movie... It's like as much as I adore it and I can watch it literally anytime, it's like it has a villain problem. It has a second act problem. Like there's little things where you can kind of go like, yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah. And so th this conversation about like films that that are basically – and, and again, like sometimes there are movies that are basically perfect that don't really speak to you personally. Like I yeah. think Goonies is probably a good example of a movie that's basically perfect but like it's not one of my favorites. Uh, that doesn't mean that basically everything in it wasn't done exactly the way that it needed to be. Yeah. Um, and Michelle is yelling at the, at the podcast right now. Cause I know that's her favorite movie, but it doesn't, I mean, uh, it doesn't break any barriers. I mean, and that's something to me that it, there can be perfect films that you go. Yes. They're technical. I mean, like, um, you know, like Spielberg films for a moment. Yeah, part. yeah. Um, and that kind of entire world. They're they're great films. They're they're basically perfect. Um, but Jaws is the film that people like go holy fucking shit about. Even like I just watched it. Um, I just watched it uh, a month ago. Yeah. And I've never been a like my mom fucking loves that film and loves mm -hmm. shark movies. And so like just being you know when you're when your parents love something you just kind of yeah. Sometimes you jerk away from that. Um, but like, and so it's been this very slow, long arc of me appreciating it and kind of getting away from the like, okay, my mom likes it sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like I just watched it. And I'm like, it's fucking perfect. Like it's a, it's, it's a damn near, if not perfect film. And obviously there's technical aspects that don't, haven't made it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 50 or 40 or whatever the fuck it, how old it is. I mean, hell, um, there's technical aspects of that movie that didn't make it that afternoon because well, <laughs> like, it, it was so far ahead of its time that they didn't have it all in place yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, 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 and it actually like, it had an arc of looking more realistic because of the technical, you know, it's like within the time period. Yeah. Um, but um, it is, it, it is, you know, I mean, it's not for everyone always, but um, yeah. I, I think that, I think the spider verse is one of those few, one of those very few films that um, if you're open to it, to an extent, like you should, you should appreciate this film because it's, it, it does have almost everything, <laughs> something yeah. for everyone. I mean, just the fact that, so, I mean, I, I could, if somebody said it's too fucking manic, um, I could completely, I'll, I'll allow that. Yeah, um, it's and, and I don't think it is too manic. I think no, that, but I could I see why it, someone would. But like I could see it. But it's just like, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Rambling on about uh, about how perfect this film is. Uh, no, and but, it's uh, but and it's, it, really, it's, it's it's interesting to me because it's it's because of the fact that it was a movie that came late in the year and that we saw yeah. late in the year. It also really throws the fact that like uh, 
in in my head, it's like you know, uh, there was literally no consideration once we got past like basically the second Aquaman trailer. Yeah, uh, that uh, that Black Panther wasn't going to be the the best comic book movie of the year. Yeah, because like I knew it was never going to be Avengers for what I want in a movie because yeah. it's it's a different like I want I want more character and more kind of like heart than Avengers could deliver with the size of its cast and everything it needed yeah. to do and blah 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 yeah. you know and I I started seeing the the Aquaman stuff and I'm like this looks like a really good really fun movie but not Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's the same thing with this, the best picture thing. It's like uh, I, every movie that's come out for the last five months or whatever it is, has been compared to sorry to bother you because I fucking adored that movie. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I still fucking adore that movie and, and yeah. you know, uh, but uh, yeah, spider Verse is the first movie all year that like it comes out and you're just like, holy shit, I can actually compare it favorably to the things that I've been comparing everything to all year and everything is always lost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it's it's weird for a movie like that to come out at the end of the year because then it really does throw like your perception of the year. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that it has to be. Of... It has to be so it, it does have to be so, so much better, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because it's also being thrown in the mix. And again, we have not seen all of the Academy Award. Whatever, no. so maybe. But on the other hand, like, I don't like I think that like sometime this week I'll go, you know, hopefully we'll go see the uh, the favorite, yeah. um, which has been a big award buzzing. But what that it's a period drama and it yeah. has a bunch of, you know, like supposedly it's a great script and mm -hmm. everybody's acting is fantastic but does it do anything else you know is yeah, it a, yeah. a spectacular um technical achievement um on every on 17 different levels yeah or even or even like the the bold take no prisoners kind of insanity that yeah. was that sorry to bother you because yeah. that's that like that's the thing is that like on top of being a great film that is well written well directed and well acted that's mm -hmm. a movie that it puts itself out there in a way that most films do not. Well, it's, it's a way that, I mean, it's, it's a, it's kind of an art film, art independent film of a bygone era, which it's sad that that's, it seems like those films should be made more often now that mm -hmm. film is so cheap to make. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, good film, like technically film is easy to make. I mean, on a, on a, like you, it's harder to make a bad film when you're just, if you're having CG and things like that, it's a whole, yeah. you know I mean? If you're trying to make a Jurassic, whatever. Um, but uh, like, if you're just trying to do, if you have a good script, like, cause you can watch some like old independent films and you're like, okay, I appreciated that because it had a great script and everybody's yeah. dial, you know, writing the, you know, everyone's delivering the dialogue. Right. But every kind of everything else, like the direction kind of terrible or the, yeah. the script or the editing or whatever is terrible or whatever. And there's just a ton of the like really good. Everybody's writing really good dialogue and the story is interesting enough, but it's mm -hmm. not trying to do anything new. You know what I mean? Like yeah. two days in the Valley was a great, was a, was a solid film. Um, but did it try to do anything at all new other than jump on the Quentin Tarantino bandwagon? No. Yeah. Um, but this, like, I like, I mean, this is like in the way that why I love um, Oh Lucky Man so much mm -hmm. um, is the fact that uh, there's so many of that era 
um, in the 60s and 70s era films that were like weird and different, you know, like, or just, yeah. you know, trying to be different. They're all over the place, you know, whatever. But like, sorry to bother you, or sorry to bother you. Oh, lucky man um, took it 15 steps farther. Yeah. And yeah. I think um, knocked it the fuck out of the park. Like, still somehow, when you have fucking, you know, all the things that are in Oh Lucky Man, I still don't, yeah. I still don't like to give spoilers for that film. Yeah. Um, but because uh, uh, I know that obviously there's still tons of people who fucking haven't seen it, you assholes. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're telling gonna... me you've, you're telling me you've seen you're telling me you've seen fucking Goonies more than once, and you haven't seen Oh Lucky Man. Are you <laughs> <fucking> kidding? <laughs> well, we're gonna. We get... know our audience, so you know. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get to Oh Lucky Man next year though. Yeah. Or this year. This year. Um, yes. Once we get yeah. past a hundred, we're gonna we're gonna have something special uh, to to look at. Oh, lucky man! Uh, we have to we have to get past episode a hundred before we can dedicate uh, any significant amount of time to anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we've I, I think at least I've rambled on enough about uh, um, about Spider Verse. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it, it is one of those like I, I think the only reason why like I'm I think both of us are talking out of the way is the fact that. How, how hasn't the film done so much better? And obviously it's because Aquaman and, and Bum, the Bumble, the trifecta. Yeah. Um, and, the and Mary Poppins. And, right. and the nice thing is uh, it it's, it's done exactly what it needs to for this kind of, like it, they made it for a fraction of what you make the yeah. live action movies of. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's mm-hmm. a movie that is, not only making money, but also getting a lot of positive buzz. I mean, I don't think that realistically you're going to get an Oscar nomination for best picture, but I I would be fucking flabbergasted if it doesn't win the Academy award for animated feature. And uh, you are getting some best picture nomination or best picture recognition from things like, uh, I think it was the Utah film critics association or something the other day. I I expect you'll see a couple of those uh, smaller critics groups that kind of go out on the limb. But uh, but yeah, so thanks everybody for listening. This is a really long episode, and I'm probably not going to bother to edit it tonight because it looks like uh, the it looks like it's it's two in the morning here. But uh, we'll we'll get this out uh, tomorrow early. And uh, thanks for sticking with us uh, this year. Uh, I know that we got a couple new people who have recently signed up and who are probably going to skip ahead to this because it's an awards thing. Uh, so uh, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, remember, be back here by noon on the fifth day for more Emerald City video. And always remember to rewind your cassettes.